we're not gonna be allowed to do this anymore. Welcome to Long and Hard. I'm super complicated. He's here, right here, officer. <laughs> well, we already know that Tom has the biggest brain here. Yeah. The podcast you didn't know you needed in your life until now. I was 230 pounds. Nice. So much. We're all wearing jeans. There's so much piss on all these jeans. It just we're recording here. Right? And I'm like. Do they want you to like come back and clean it I'm up like, or what? So I'm just looking at this person. I'm like, uh, yeah, it was like, it was pretty intense. Like, I laid down and almost passed out. I had to call an Uber as an ambulance. And they were like, yeah, you even got blood on the couch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, falling things from your rafters. Which gym was this at? <laughs> What's that? Which gym? We'll leave them unnamed. We'll leave them unnamed, eh? So, <laughs> I just so I have this guy. right, it was an extra mount for yeah, the, like squat the, rack, the squat rack up there. Up there. Who puts it up there? The this is like, like the Truman Why? Show where the one light falls from <laughs> the thing and almost takes him out. I gotta mean, be, gotta be a tall guy because I'm not reaching that. But like on like, any way, even I can't reach it, and I'm like I'm above average tall. What? Where's the the? They only have two mounts. Where's the? Yeah, yeah. They got it from a different rack from... and put it on top or something. And there I... was literally a sabotage. <laughs> I was planning on doing that. Yeah. To somebody. It's funny because like it's it's like such a good time in New York and Boston, and then good Christmas, and then it's then just you like... fucked your hand up. <laughs> Day two in the gym. Oh, <laughs> you know. Damn. Yeah. Someone put two of those those bar holders, squat rack bar. Don't go to the gym too. January one through fifth. <laughs> Yeah, no. Is your no, I don't have that. Well, th- that was December twenty. Was that Christmas Day? I can't recall if that was no Christmas Day. Also, I went don't to go, go to the gym on Christmas Day. Well, I don't think they're did. open. Did you? Yeah, they are. Good really? luck was. I walked in and they're the like one downtown. They said Merry Christmas, coming for free. Yep, downtown. Downtown was open. That was like so nice. So were there like a hundred homeless people showering in there or what? <laughs> you asked me to go to the gym on I Christmas. Did. I'm pretty sure. You're like, like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, hey, I'm in Canada. Want to go to the gym? <laughs> Let's lift. Uh, Christmas? Huh? What's that? I it, like. You see, you know how you get around that, right? You you go to a gym where you squat on Olympic <coughs> weightlifting platforms, where there is no. If, if there's anything wrong, you die or dump the weight. <laughs> yeah. And there's no metal objects there's falling from no three feet objects. above, destroying your hand. <laughs> yeah, that's like... Jesus. Yeah. Big box gyms, bruh. They just kill you. Absolutely. Yeah. They're Corporate not... Corporate gyms. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. I feel like we're, they're not that bad. Are we doing an intro? Yeah, nope. so... This is the Long yeah. and Hard Podcast with Thomas Herringbone. <laughs> Josh four twenty blues <laughs> and like you those. swag stuff. <laughs> the one and how you're gonna get that and one? And me, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Just Phil. So uh, this is our new. Uh, oh, nice background there. Oh, <laughs> nice. Look at that. Oh, does, yeah. Does tell, the, tell us about does that the time fit perfectly <laughs> in the keyhole? No, I can't get it to do uh, that. But it lines up. Nicely. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know cool. if the camera can yeah. see it or not, but whatever. Okay, so uh, Real Estate Roundtable, Ooh. Episode 1. Uh, if you could go around and give your qualifications and make sure you grossly exaggerate them uh, <laughs> as well. <laughs> we'll start with Well, thankfully Andrew. I brought a resume. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> summer 2015. <laughs> well, in uh, summer 2015, I started my... No, uh... <laughs> Oh, I was like, is this real? No, no, no. <laughs> this will take hours. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, no, seven hours later. Uh, okay, um, almost became a real estate agent, went through both. Me too. Uh, both sets of books. 
Oh, really? I didn't even know yep. that. Before I decided, nope. There's books. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, uh, so I've got a personal interest in <clears throat> residential, specific, typically, specifically residential <laughs> real estate. Uh, I've been involved in commercial lending for about three and a half-ish years now. Sick. Uh, primarily on real estate. Uh, so learning about the comer- mainly the commercial side and then a bunch of the home builders is uh, what I've worked on. Uh, and then I've got a, <clears throat> we'll call it a passing, uh, not a passing interest, a, a passion for real estate in general and, and building uh, things. Cool. cool. Are you allowed to say your current <laughs> title? <laughs> <coughs> Let's go yeah. no. All right. Perfect. Just right. moving on. <laughs> oh my God. Hot spot. Hot seat. Uh, whoa. Where do I start this? I don't know. Start you know, I was hoping start. for a quick, hey, I'm blank, and I am a Hi, I'm Phil. blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Phil. I've done uh, $460 million in transactions. I was accountable for $850 million portfolio, just the profitability of it. Um, leased up about 100,000 square feet of retail in the last couple of years, and then about 350,000 square feet of office. Uh that's about it. Did a lot of underwriting and shit. Sweet. The He's last very <coughs> unqualified. Like for yeah. <laughs> the last, the yeah. last six months, I'm working on a project right now. The last six months, I've just been learning, going really deep with uh, data science. Like just did a couple data science courses, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. What else did I do? Just went back on level two CFA. There's actually a lot of good math stuff in level two CFA. It's hmm. pretty good. I like it. So I've been applying that. Um, I don't know. Built some models with woo that would essentially you would take any real estate ass specifically multifam <clears throat> you would just type in hey here's my building whatever and then it would instantly show you a value on it based on we just did a ton of data mining on past transactions and then made a machine that predicts rents in anywhere in edmonton based on just tons of data over time just predicts it so that's about it. Just predicts it. Just predicts. Yeah. Just, Just based on like eye-watering amount of iterations. I didn't realize that like <laughs> that ML models could just do that shit for you in yeah. like a matter of hours. Yeah. Instead of be like you doing it yourself. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like <laughs> run a regression, run the test, see. Or, oh, look at the T stats. Look at the F test. Okay. Funny part next. Is, is it's you like built oh, a lot of this in Excel work. too. <clears throat> I did you serious? I did it all in Excel. <laughs> You know there are better programs for that, Dude, right? There's better programs. Like it's called a SAS. I built a, a, a simple one. <laughs> this like website data scraper in Excel. Like, <laughs> who is this guy? Why is he doing this? So Phil, if you could come out of 1983, I know. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, can but we hey, get you until 1999? I know. I'm, that's where I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. So I took a like. The first data science course I took, my eyes opened up. I'm like, oh my god, I can replicate <laughs> I've me. I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> I can, re- but I think it's valuable that I did it that hard, like trial and error. It's like without sure. going and learning anything online, I just did trial and error. I think yeah. that's good because now I understand the fundamentals I mean. so well. You know, I'm like, oh, it's just this automated. Sweet. You can always learn how to program in C plus plus, and then you could go to Python. After, I still I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But, <laughs> All right, and we're but, gonna yeah. de-nerd this episode a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? I know. 
Who, me? Yeah, you're next. I'm not qualified to be talking about real estate. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Good. And, <laughs> just a host. And Thomas. And, uh, I'm Thomas, and I have sold one billion gajillion dollars worth of residential real estate, so Welcome. don't ask questions. <laughs> well, I went in on this, and I've I've transacted a trillion billion dollars. <laughs> no, you can't change what you said. We already recorded it. <laughs> I'm the founder of Revere and Revere Technologies, so we're brokers in the city of Edmonton, and... Uh, yeah, we're doing some pretty cool they stuff. They know. Yeah, they know. But, and this is they. Thomas. <laughs> Herringbone. Like seal or share. Just one name. <clears throat> well, let's get it fucking fired up, boys. All right, yeah. so what are we talking about? Oh, there goes your mic. What are, you, what are we talking about today? That was me today? last night, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, wait. That's so it. what's the deal? So obviously there was this big news today regarding this Calgary developer. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's been in the works. So, from like, yeah, I guess what I can say, <laughs> it's been in the works for a while. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think, so they filed for CCA. This is public knowledge, though. The, yep. That filing was like a month ago? About a I month. thought it was. No, that was about a month ago. Was it? Was it it was today that they officially, because then it got denied, right? And then oh yeah, yeah now yeah, yeah. it was this morning that they did. They had to do the big layoffs, but yeah, yeah. So strategic. So group. relief sought on December twentieth. Court of Queen's bench yeah. denied. Yada yeah, yada yada. Right. And yeah. now fifty properties have been placed in receivership. Yeah, and you know what? They have an incredible team. Like Randy yeah. Ferguson, he was at like he was at Procure for a bit, grew them a ton, went to Strategic. It's like they they have a really really good team there. I think it's just. Look at Calgary. Right? Like, yeah, oh so, so owning, owning anything in Calgary? Oof. They're yeah, just uh, owners of a commercial property, I'm assuming, yeah. right? I, I don't really know anything oh, about Oh, okay. Them. So, yeah, they own a ton of office in. So, they're doing the, they just did the Harley Court conversion. That's on, so that would be on 110th Street, just behind Central Social Hall. Mm-hmm. In Edmonton here, they did the capital conversion, so it's old AHS building on Jasper Ave, 108th Street, and then they added another four stories. It's like four or five Hmm. stories of wood frame that's attached to it, so they're building a bunch of units there, and it's all Mm -hmm. multifam. So those will be fine, right, because you have construction loans, so they're not tied to everything else. Mm -hmm. Harley Court, they just started leasing up, and that's, okay, best, in my mind, most underrated bachelor suite in Edmonton, and I'm, I'm not paid or plugged by them or anything. It's actually, I saw it, and I'm like, whoa. You walk in, yep. and the entire wall from front to back is storage on one side, okay. and the entire other side is kitchen, and at the back is your living areas. So, like, say your wow. your your bed, and then there's, like, a seat oh, and all that. You look at it, and you're like, this is a bachelor? Like, it's, whew, they must hmm. have spent a lot on that. Oh, okay. But. Oh, it's this. Yeah. It's like eleven, but with the number eleven in the name. Is that yeah, right? it's yeah. like oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've seen. I've seen yeah. some stuff online. Yeah, so I know, I know the building for sure. What's yeah. that? I know the building. Just yeah. a, it's a unique um, looking building. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because so, I I saw some. Uh, well, I'm assuming they have no balconies if it's a conversion, right? No, I that one I doesn't. Saw, yeah. So no. I saw I saw a photo <laughs> online, but it looks pretty. <laughs> you guys are like, ooh, no balconies. How else do you smoke your cigar, man? Yeah. How ooh. do you burn down your fucking condo so <laughs> how do you, you can get how sued? How do you burn down so <laughs> yeah. that Phil can get sued? So yeah, you can get your $50,000 special assessment that we might have a solution for. That's like true. That. Yeah. We were discussing about um, No, I saw, I, I, I saw a... Uh, but yeah, back um, to the strategic. I, I, no, for that 11 building, I, I saw a picture oh, online, yeah. but it looks quite new from the outside. So I was just kind of confused where I'm like, 
Why would they? It seems odd to build Yo. a new building with no balconies. Like that's oh, not very. Oh yeah, you know it's what an I mean? old office. Do you yeah, know it has a it... squash court in the basement? Oh shit! <laughs> <It does? laughs> that's how you know it's from what? the eighties. <laughs> oh yeah, is it still there? I don't know. I haven't toured yet, but, a, but yeah, they have a ton though, because it's like they have a ton of assets out east too. They're doing. Yeah. I don't know how so, they're doing. But... So these guys, um, is it just feeling the feeling the squeeze of owning a ton of commercial market being exposed that way, and then it's just office Calgary. That's yeah. just. Because it's like they have Resi in Calgary as well, like Marta, and I think they have a tower that they're building. It's called like Forty or something. Okay, sure. Like that. But yep. yeah, it's like those will probably do fine because mm-hmm. there's like a ton of demand for it. But yeah, if you own office in Calgary, I'd be shitting my pants for the last five years straight. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Eh? I mean, between between the tax increases on property down there and just, I mean, I think I was talking tax. How about or... how about businesses not in the building? Well, Screw I mean, taxes. Well, no, <laughs> like, no, that completely vacant tenant, building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, my taxes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a, a lot of it is just how ballsy can you be with cash flow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, anyone put them on top of the table. <laughs> just gonna get a little cancer here. Pretty Stan. much. Yeah. Just yeah. A little yeah. cancer here. Score. <laughs> I don't know. Like any any commercial owner would probably do the same it's like okay yeah this looks like a good price to buy this building let's buy it let's lease it up good deal you mm-hmm. know it's cash flowing great everything's fine but then you get that level of shock mm-hmm. in, a, in a single city like what yeah. do you do right yeah like even the baron building they were going to convert that they converted cube that cube thing in calgary as well so they, okay. these yeah. are all just offices that yeah. they're like okay convert okay convert okay, oh really convert. okay yeah we're is t- that a, is that a big <sighs> market there um i guess it would be right so, in calgary, calgary like yeah. more conversions well like it's more of like in my opinion it's because it's more of like have to do yeah unless yeah, yeah. you want to exactly, just exactly. sit there vacant yeah. for a long time yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah. Yeah. but the Actually, rental market's pretty strong it's like is it uh generally higher dollar per square foot than here Hmm. So, Even with the weakening economy, are we talking yeah. like city core? Or are we talking as a overall? Over, like, I would broader? say overall. Like I've only done one project for a developer that was in like the southeast quadrant of the city, mm-hmm. and even there, I was surprised. I'm like, okay, it's like buck sixty, buck seventy foot, hmm. and here, yeah, you get like say one fifty, one fifty five kind of thing. Yeah, for the same product, given that it's like not direct apples to apples. But oh yeah, generally, absolutely. no, yeah, it's hmm. pretty robust. I think because they don't have a ton of supply there. Close to the mountains. Thing. Yeah. <sighs> you know? <laughs> well, they have more, more humans, less rentals. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Right. Yeah. It's actually, it's interesting you bring some of that up because I was talking with a Fewer. credit group and they actually, <clears throat> in talking about that whole collapse of oil oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. whatnot, they actually stress tested down to almost what it hit. Hey, you know what's kind of crazy about stress testing? If you think about it, you're stress testing based on what? Like, what's your worst case scenario? That that was, that's what they gave it. So they, they stress tested three dollars a barrel, thirty bucks a barrel. Wow, and, and they said that was their disaster. And here's sorry, the, who who is it? <clears throat> the credit group. Oh, okay, so, sure, yeah. It's crazy because it's like them in their minds. They're going like, okay, what's the worst we could ever get? And they're going say thirty bucks, right? But mm-hmm. that's because it's like that's based on what? What well, is they, it, what is the actual so, worst it can get? It's I probably th- zero. Well, <laughs> well, technically like, no. For in that theory, commodity, yeah. in I theory, guess, I guess. But that's just it. That's theory. it's like common fallacy, right? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, the worst this can well, get is tail risk, oil. baby. The way tail risk. The it's way like it was. 
probably won't happen, but that's like, yeah, my bias says it probably won't yeah. happen. Yeah. Like the way it was sort of explained to me was they said, because uh, this was back when I think it was $110 a barrel, <clears throat> yeah. something like that. So they, the they days. said, oh man, well, <laughs> the glory days. They said, everyone has truck nuts. in years. <laughs> they, they, hey, they, we were kids. <laughs> when yeah. they're... Uh, their finance group Rich with the credit within the credit group and said, okay, we want to stress test our specifically the oil and gas portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, we want, you know, your oh, gotta go. average-ish, <laughs> you know, let's say Gee, 100 thanks, bucks Phil. a barrel. <laughs> then we want, you know, what would be a, a significant de- decrease. So they said, well, let's do $70 a barrel then. And then <laughs> wow, from 100, I think it was 105 or 110 is what wow. it was at, right, when they're doing this. And then... Someone, I guess someone in the credit group um, said, okay, let's give us your worst case scenario. Like, what's your disaster scenario? Five standard deviations away. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're like, you can buy futures for like a penny. And they're like, this will never happen. <laughs> well, well, pretty much. And, they, and the, the guys came back and they said, okay, we're going to stress test it at $30 a barrel. And they're probably like, you're fired. No, and they, <laughs> like, well, no. So what, like, what, uh, because I actually did a project. The reason I know this is because yeah. I did a project in my, uh, in my MBA on it, specifically on, on how to land in the oil and gas industry. <clears> and sure. one of the, one of the things that the credit group was, uh, sort of explaining to me at that, they said, okay, so if oil goes to $30 a barrel, what, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, <laughs> but a, a, what do we do? And what's the impact on the spillover for the rest of the, the, uh, the portfolios? So what was interesting is they said they actually, because they stress tested all the way down to that disaster level, they could, they said, reasonably forecast what would happen with the other portfolios. Mm-hmm. And they said what was actually good about it was they knew that, so, you know, fast forward probably 18 months and it hits the bottom. They said, okay, in X many years, we know we're going to have to deal with real estate. <laughs> we're going to have to deal with We're going to have zero dollars in the right? bank. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. interesting because... <clears throat> No one was necessarily, I don't want to say concerned or scared. That's not the right way to look at it, but it wasn't unexpected because they already had plans Hmm. and contingencies in place to go, okay, if we have to dump X amount of borrowers because they hit a a bottom level, we're we're dumping them, right? Hmm. If you're above this, fully we'll work with you. Hmm. We'll keep you afloat as much as we can. That doesn't endanger us and you in a material way. Uh, and if you're, you know, you're above where this X mark will, you're, you're fine. Right. So what started happening or like, what was the reaction once they actually started going down that hill in 2015? You know, your, your derivatives kick in, you're like, everything's fine. And then they expire and you're like, oh no, I think, <laughs> you know, like, I think a lot of that comes back to the risk tolerance, tolerance of the lender and the, the risk policies. Hmm. Right. And their ability to absorb losses. Right. So for example, I'll pick <laughs> key, a key, key phrase right there. <laughs> well, I'll pick, I'll pick a, yeah. a huge example. Yeah. So HSBC, <clears throat> so HSBC, the biggest banks in the world, you know, for them, if they have to write off a couple of billion dollars, $500 million, a billion dollars in yeah. loans yeah. in oil and gas, they're probably not as concerned about that as say RBC or oh, TD, yeah. yeah. I mean, service. Or like, <laughs> glo- yeah. right? So the, the I would say the two the two things you got to separate is what is your ability to absorb losses, right? And then, for like, flip side, right? So if you're a massive multinational bank, let's say you're um, J.P. Morgan and Chase, right, because they have an office in Calgary, you know, your ability to generate revenue 
in other geographical areas when certain areas of your business geographic wise are doing poor is a really big asset yeah just right? portfolio you can just you can balance it way better oh, right yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, versus say if you're a, a much smaller lender i mean rbc is pretty big so let's take you know like national bank of canada is mm-hmm. quite a bit smaller lender than rbc so something like that is going to have they're going to have a much different risk tolerance and what they're going to want to write down mm-hmm. and what they're going to want to work with in, in terms of lenders. Yeah. Uh, sorry, in, in terms of borrowers uh, and the borrower risk profile mm-hmm. and a lot of that. And some of that just comes down to, you know, if your borrower loses 85% of revenue, like, sorry, you're done anyways. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. there really isn't a lot versus if your borrower comes to you <clears> and says, <throat> you know, I've lost... 38% of, you know, 48% of revenue, I'm freaking out. What do I do? The lender might come back to them and say, well, you know, you've lost 40% Interest of revenue. Only. But it's, <laughs> Interest only. <laughs> no, Immediately. We, I mean, we did that for a lot of lenders. Yeah. Or we just or said. Borrowers, you mean. Or sorry, borrowers. Yeah. And we said, you know, uh, we'll cut you. Yeah, no we did that shit all the time. for six months or something. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Stuff like that, right? It's, going back to the portfolio mm-hmm. thing, the, there's a huge common fallacy, I think, even in, in real estate, there's guys in real estate that are like, oh, when's this developer going bankrupt? How about this developer? How about this owner of assets? And it's like, sure, because they're focusing on like one building. They're like, oh, it's 50% lease for the last year. Oh my God, this guy's going to go bankrupt. But they have it's a like, billion dollar spread. portfolio. Yeah, it's like A, it's spread. B, there's a company that they start for every single one of mm-hmm. those assets. So, right. for, so it's like with strategic group, it's like I've already heard a ton of chatter over the last month where people are like, oh my God. What's Riaz going to do? Da, 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 like the CEO. And it's like, well, it's not like he's taking the entire company and just being like, well, we're closing our doors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, there's this big subset of the portfolio that has isn't doing so well. Yeah. Right. So Let's we'll see. sell that off, but they're still performing assets. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the, the interesting part with that one is I'm assuming that's going to be a syndicated loan based on just how many lenders they named, right? Yeah, there was a so ton in there. You Did you send us a text the other day and yeah. there was a... Or no, it was you. It was you. In oh, the no. group chat. There's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a list like a, of lenders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- I took that from the, um, their public filing. Yeah. 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 So something like that is going to be syndicated. And what's really interesting on something like that, because obviously he's, you know, the strategic group is massive. It's not just in Calgary, right? Yeah. But what's interesting is that they called certain loans on that. So that was essentially... Because it's only the buildings that weren't doing well. It's only buildings that weren't, yeah. weren't doing well. You're not going to call it on like capital center that's being built. No, it's but like, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised they called it at all. It's, yeah. Well, <laughs> right? I guess we don't know the dynamics that were happening there, no, right? We, we, like, we you don't. You just don't. But typically what happens is <clears throat> that's your last resort because at that point, you yeah. know you're not getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like I'm assuming it's like the way that all lenders work is they work with them for months or as long as they, you know, you're transparent about what's going on and everything's, you know, you're like, hey, look, we got to go to interest only, obviously. Because our building's yeah. empty or half empty or whatever, right. you know, and you work together. It's not like, I think that was another actually common fallacy I find is a lot of people think that, you know, if let's say, let's say on your personal mortgage, if you're like, yeah, hey, I can't make the payment this month for whatever reason, right? A lot of people think that the bank's just going to like. Foreclose right there. Yeah, foreclose. Yeah, they actually, yeah, they, they <laughs> the, kind of the, will do like, that. They will defer and stuff. And then the foreclosure process isn't like. The no, day after either, no, right? No. So no. But in commercial, I was like, when I first got into commercial, like when I went from building homes to actually like commercial, commercial, I was blown away by how much more of like a 
partnership it is than anything. Because mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it is different for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has to be, right? Like, well, I mean, you're pretty heavily vested, right? <laughs> and you know what? Because if it's like bank or developer like this, it's like, you don't want my fucking keys. You don't know how to run it. Let's be real. Sure. That's the worst it's part. like, sure, I have the keys. And you're like, no. <laughs> I mean, when you think of it as a lender, yeah. the only two times I, if I have to call you or demand on your loan, the only two times I want to do that is before you've started or when you're pretty <laughs> before much Before you gave finished. me the money. Yeah. No, no, no. Before you've broken, broken ground, ground yeah. or pretty oh, much yeah. just before you finished, right? Because if I have to go essentially you have to shop take ownership that ship of that and shop it, I am... <laughs> have fun. I'm you likely... You have any capacity yeah. to do that. Like, could well, you imagine find like, someone. internal email? Does anyone know how to run a $100 million building? <laughs> like, no? Do no we takers? Have, do we have marketing department? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, is it a banking product? You're like... <laughs> Can we get leases, please? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> See, that's, that's the problem, right? It's... You... That's why I was somewhat surprised that they they called some of it because I was like, I mean, I understand, you know, no cash flow and not making your payments, but what do you guys think you're going to achieve with this? Like fire sale? You're going to fire sale it. You're going to probably get Ugh. maybe 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah, I was going to say maybe 60. Maybe. Maybe. Like, it's not like people are looking oh, at Calgary like, real estate going, I want to buy in. Like, yeah. Well, let's pull it back to Edmonton because, yeah. I mean, Edmonton's a little bit more insulated than Calgary yep. was. Calgary's very, very much of the white collar offices of the yeah. oil and gas. For shops. their offices, yeah. yeah. Pretty exposed. Their multi's yeah. fine, though. Yeah. 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 So if we pull it back to Edmonton, though, what are your thoughts on the Edmonton market and how it's going into 2020? I was surprised by some of the articles you sent, actually. Yeah. Well, I think really in, in what way? <laughs> Which in the, articles? In the good way or the bad way? Uh, the in a, in a good way. So the, the two that I was really most surprised about was the one that said house sales in Canada are up. Yeah. Because the Bank yeah. of Canada keeps do warning of a recession. Just, do you think that's just hopeful? I almost or feel wishful like... I, I, I almost feel like it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, like okay, masses were fine. It, I was about to say managing the masses yeah. kind of thing. Well, right? where, where was or it written from? Keeping, were, were the, uh, did the writers live in Toronto? Is it the Financial Post? It is the Financial Post. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no shit! Every, <laughs> everyone, calm down. We're fine. Yeah. But it's, like, part of that comes back to yes, we live in Alberta, right? So we, yeah. we yep. do somewhat live in a bubble. Because I was thinking about this earlier. Because the other one that was interesting was Edmonton home sales increased. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if like, you think about it, we number live in this... or like dollar per number. I think it's percentage year on year. Year, year over year was yeah. a big. Hey, um, that's not hard to beat. When it's coming yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> Units and stuff is well, more they, where the numbers are positive, right? So really, but, there's uh, been a, yeah. a growth in the number uh, new well, builds or so like resale. Resale. So resale. the mm, yeah, but lower dollar. Uh, hang on. Let me like, I wonder this. what I the total like dollar volume You're talking is. Talking dollar volume or yeah, per like, house. What is because like, uh, you can have a billion houses that are a dollar each, or you can have five hundred million houses that are two dollars each. See, this is all statistics, thing, right? right? So they yeah. say that Canada is three point seven percent. They're expecting a three point seven percent increase next year in, in home prices. So that's across. Oh. So first of all, one we're looking at a yeah. massive market yeah. across mm-hmm. all of Canada, <laughs> and it's like, well, you realize you have Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa in that bucket, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, like, it's ridiculous. Oh, and Quebec so, City yeah. and Kelowna. <laughs> but part of that too, I think, comes back to because we live in Edmonton and Alberta, mm-hmm. and specifically, we, I think, somewhat incorrectly, and partially this is the media that we get in the media that how it reports, but sure. we assume that. Well, we're suffering, so like, how good can it be out there, right? Yeah, so that's true. Good. Everything is well. <laughs> yeah, everything's pockets, on, right? On everything fire. is. 
I mean, right. So even though it's written in the Financial Post, mm-hmm. right, they yeah. can probably sit there in Toronto and say, well, <clears throat> it's going to be good simply because Montreal and Ottawa, Vancouver, well, Montreal and Ottawa. Ottawa. Have you seen well, Ottawa? Ottawa? And, Fire! Yeah. Well, a lot of like my like, buddies down there, they're just like. They read this stuff and they're like, "Oh, why are these analysts so conservative? <laughs> like it's crazy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And here well, we're like, "Wow, that's some crazy like, wow, growth." These guys are. Are you sure it's that high? <laughs> these guys must be high. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, because a lot of the growth is, like, I think Toronto, and Vancouver are like maybe stabilizing. It's more so the smaller cities around that because people yeah. are relocating because they can't afford it. Exactly right. So <laughs> London, like, Mississauga, yeah, Newmarket, whatever. Like right? So yeah. yeah, and then even it's like even like fifty kilometer radius. Even even Victoria. <laughs> Which is like an hour and a bit ferry yeah. ride. Yeah. People are from Vancouver are moving to Victoria yeah. and will just commute. Oh, right? I've been saying. So. Well, you guys know I've been saying this since 2015. Kelowna, in my mind, is going to be like the next Vancouver Napa Valley. Like, wait till all that baby boomer money out of Calgary. Out, oh out of yeah, there? or oh, moves yeah. there. Is that what moves you're saying? There. Okay, yeah. like re- really moves into. Retirement oh yeah, because it's like yeah. yeah, everyone from Calgary just loves Fernie and Kelowna. So hmm. that's a good hmm. point. Actually, that's an interesting point. So I was reading something that. <laughs> Whoa, oh, sorry. I, here? Oh it's a lot. <laughs> we really need to get a hold of these fucking <laughs> wires under the thing. Just, yeah. just drill here, actually, drill holes. Pull, pull your, uh, pull the thicker cord, the cord in your mic, and like, if no, like, can you? Ho- <laughs> do you have enough slack to hook it like oh, this? So it's okay. I'm like, okay, so, I'm pulling. <laughs> <laughs> pull my finger. Just, <laughs> no, no, I had a point it. where I was like going with that. Elf on the shelf. Do something like that. So it. Uh, there, there we go. go. Cool. There's a little less slack. Oh, what the great. fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, just how the effect of as baby boomers retire. Uh, I sent you this article. This where, is in the States. but Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. This was talking about the States. But as baby boomers retire and sell, um, <clears throat> well, because millennials are buying at a lower rate. And a mm-hmm. lot of boomers selling their home as part of their retirement plan. But in theory, <laughs> there will, because there's like an age uh, yeah. belt or whatever yeah. the hell they call it. Yep. Yeah. There's going to be an even huger surplus. Man, I told my yeah, I told my dad in 2015 to sell yeah. his house, and yeah. every year I'm just like, it's gonna get worth less. Like, <laughs> who's gonna yeah. buy this and massive then, house? And to? then the problem who's is, who's gonna buy it? The problem is uh, in the states. Uh, this is kind of a uniquely American <laughs> problem, though, is they have retirement communities in like mm-hmm. areas mm-hmm. like Arizona. Yeah. But uh, you mean the whole city? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you been there lately? Yeah. Like, but <laughs> it's a place. But then the younger like, generations sorry, the aren't. Whole state. <laughs> the younger generations aren't looking for those retirement communities, so yeah. they're kind of creating these ghost towns. <laughs> I and hope stuff. not. I don't except know, the it's... Instagram influencers. Yeah, yeah except for like, uh, ASU. Well, like everyone, old town, old town, Scottsdale is like a cool place. But Scottsdale, yeah. like there's so many. It's a weird mix of old and young kind of thing is what I hear. I don't know. I know at least like a dozen old older fellas in town here, say like lawyers oh, yeah. and developers know... and whatnot that have places in Scottsdale oh, yeah. or Palm Desert. Palm... Yeah. Have you ever looked at Palm Desert or like been there? Yeah, it and it's like, sucks. It's, it's literally, dude, I've never been there, but it's a desert. G- <laughs> it, it's, no, it's like a gigantic collection of golf course resorts. It's ridiculous. Like look at it on Google Maps. It's like... <laughs> sand and then block of golf course houses block of golf it's like one developer just decided to do the same trick eight thousand times well, i mean it worked it worked because i mean the houses there you know they're eight those nine ten million bucks boomers eh those uh, those boomers. boomers those boomers you just <laughs> golf course <laughs> cling, 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 cling. Golf course. Yeah. <laughs> i uh if i was gonna do a house and <clears throat> i wanted a house in the desert i'd probably go to vegas 
Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so cheap. It'd be cool. Well, it's so yeah. cheap, and it's it's unlikely to be greatly affected, I think, by... <laughs> yeah, not boom, much. Like, a, a boomer retirement. Oh, right? man, I would mm. go... Maybe Phoenix. Maybe. If we can uh, ring this back to the Canadian <laughs> yeah. side of things. I'm like, so, so have you global, been to New York? Global real estate. Global yeah. I'm like, so, have you been to New York lately? Yeah. <laughs> I just oh. came home from there. <laughs> but can, so actually, and they were forecasting the national average price in Canada to hit 531000 which I, I didn't even really think of it, but that's the national price is really high. Like so that, That's higher than the average price Whoa. in like... 90% of markets. I actually Googled it because I was curious about that, right? Yeah. So the it's $140,000 more than the American if you don't do the conversion. Okay. Yeah. I, I think the the average house <coughs> price in America was like 295 or yeah. That's yeah. So I was like, we're $150,000 more? What? Well, look at it. I mean, how much, what's the population of Toronto? Three million? Three and a half? No, no, six. no. Something like, like that. Six. Oh, my good God. Six in the metro area. Okay, yeah. so then, okay, so we have six in Toronto. What do we have in Van? Van and then a whole two, and a, two and a half, three. Yeah, it's a little Montreal island. is five in the metro area. So we yeah. got 10 yeah, million. Yeah, but what's Vancouver's metro area? Okay, it's so that's. More. that's it three. is like three. three. Okay, oh, so that's that? in, okay. in yeah. three cities, we have 30% of the population that's of the exactly entire country. Yeah. That's the point. That's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. We know that's. So we're all moving to Kelowna. Yeah, because it's going to be. <laughs> the next Toronto Saskatoon say it with yeah. me now <laughs> yeah Saskatchewan baby yeah, yeah. some opportunities there in manufacturing yeah, no I was cheap I just I was really surprised with some of that some yeah. of that stuff and then some of these I don't know I feel like people I don't know maybe we've just been you can berated about fucking fake... anything with statistics though okay? oh that's the thing <laughs> yeah. you can make right. it and then this time of year these articles it's all kinds of talking heads from whatever bodies but well, they're all kind of realist. Korea, this right? is all. This is Korea. This is Remax. This is Royal LePage. I mean, Bank of Canada is in here, right? Like, it's a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like they're kind of trying to manifest their reality, yeah, if anything. Yeah. Like, kind of. So going calm people down, right? Going back to one of your questions about like ten minutes ago, and you're asking about sure, yeah, uh, like the status of Edmonton real estate here. Mm-hmm, so yeah. like in my domain, like in commercial, yeah. You'll hear it all the time where people are like, "Oh man, the market's so hard here," yeah. and like, uh, and then you'll hear other developers where they're like, "Oh, it's amazing here," mm-hmm. and it's all the guys that are creative, and it's just yeah, uh, it, you know, you create your own reality at the end of the day in like mm-hmm. everything in life. Yeah, but it's especially true when you don't have a, a bullish economy. It's like all the guys that are like, "Oh yeah, we grew by thirty percent last year, and thirty percent the next, the year before, and year before," and everyone's looking at them like, "How's this?" possible mm-hmm. yeah. look at like um the belgian developments like if you've been following them for the last couple of years it's like you look and they're like is that okay, a local company yeah okay. awesome so um i believe he, he was an engineer mm-hmm. like but they I'm, do I'm they wrong. do commercial space yeah so it's like he started with like one or two projects here one or two projects there like in a year and then it turned into like four and then eight and then it's like now it's in the like dozen plus zone in like you know, and that's just from 2015 to now. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. guys like that that are, they take assets that everyone's like, oh, that's a piece of junk. He's like, no problem. Watch this. That's you know? 100% but it. Every single piece of land every single one. is an opportunity. Yeah. It's just how you spin it. Right? Kind of how you spin it. Yeah. Right. All day. Yeah. I mean, if you look at our generation, right, a lot of millennials, <clears> and I mean, you're seeing this quite a bit with, uh, I think it's Eggdark Developments, who does 
Edgar. Edgar, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a Vancouver developer. Yeah, they're Vancouver based. It's a Vancouver yeah. one, yeah. right? So well, they're, they're, they're head McLaren. office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. My uncle's actually but, an architect, knows the guy very well. So, But I bring them up because you, you Peter look at... I mean, Henry. like, I remember <laughs> when Dave moved into his, like, super old high-rise, right? And I, I went to see it, and it's literally like, there's no amenities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's reasonable inside, but there's... He's literally just paying for a condo, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah like, it's like this is great, but like, is there something else, right? So, I mean, I think we talked about this a few months back on how developers and a lot of these commercial guys are going to have to get really, really creative on the amenities that they offer because that's going to be what essentially drives and differentiates them mm-hmm. from literally everyone Absolutely. else going through. To to a, a lot point, of this. to a point. If yeah. you have too many amenities, look up. Okay, here's the funny one. Look up the Pinnacle. In in Calgary, oh, I remember that one. They went so crazy, so crazy on their amenities. They literally have a room for everything, like poker room, pool table room, like wood covering room. <laughs> I don't know if they have that, but they do have life size chess. It's like it just goes on and on and on, and it got mm-hmm. to a point where you're just like, how much no, there, can you increase there, rents? There definitely is a, <laughs> yeah, like, a guess, limit right? to that, but well, yeah. think of like from a okay. Let's say you you take a hundred thousand square feet. And let's say the average apartment is what? Let's say okay. Let's if you took, say I don't know, six hundred, five fifty. Well, if you took, let's no, say, let's I say would, it's no, like five hundred or something. Are we talking like all all of downtown Edmonton average square foot? Well, let's let's take uh, what's a better? I can't do math in my head yeah. anymore. I would I need, say it's more like paper. eight to nine hundred. Maybe be that. Oh, so maybe like eight. No, 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 no. Oh, it's for like a two bed, they're building in like 700, 725, 750 is like normal what they're going oh, really? now. Yeah. yeah. And then bachelors yeah. are like yeah. 400. So, okay. Let's say you had, I don't know, an extra 40,000 square feet and at 400 um, square feet per unit. Yeah. You get an extra 100 units. Boom. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, let's say you took that whole 40,000 square feet and turned into amenities. And like, that's what they're doing in sometimes in the U.S., and like developers here are starting to copy that, and you're like, ooh, because we can't just do like they do in the U.S., where they have like very little land and very little product sometimes, where they can just keep jacking up the rent, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, here, here's your 400 square foot apartment. You pay like I was talking to a guy at uh, the gym in New York, and he was like, oh yeah, I pay 3,500 dollars a month for my bachelor. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. Then yeah, you can have crazy ridiculous. amenities because yeah. it's like mm-hmm. the cash coming in is so bonkers, mm-hmm. right? So it's like with the, so much cash flow coming in means you can finance a ton. Right, but here it's like it's if you find st- balance. Oh yeah, if you yeah, yeah, if you just keep sure. adding and adding and adding and adding amenities, and especially if you're not charging for it, it's like yeah, that's a lot of that's forty thousand square feet of pretty much nothing. Living space, right? Could be. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like, is it going to add another like to finance that forty thousand square feet, whatever it's going to cost? Is it going to add another hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a month on your rent? Probably right. not. Yeah. Probably not. But I do like obviously the mixed use where you have the commercial bays <laughs> all right day. On the, oh yeah, like that seems to be. I mean, that should go. have been the, the model from the start. Yeah, really. absolutely. Well, nobody like when nobody you look wants at a it. fucking floor, like a first floor apartment. So, no, yeah. even, se- even second floor. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, you like you can't do it unless you're on a high foot traffic to, area. Yeah, foot traffic yeah. or good road access. But that goes back to right? density, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you need that foot traffic, though, too, or else you may as well just, like, turn them into residential units. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if let's say you're, you're charging on two bucks a square foot, and then over twelve months it's twenty four bucks a foot, versus if it was retail, you're only charging twenty, and then you know what I mean. You're like, nah, I'll go with a twenty four and just have a turnover every year, kind of thing. You don't have to yep. pay TI. 
Like, it'd be fucking sweet if there was a convenience store on the first floor of my building, but we're kind of on the end of this one street, so no one would go there except, like, exactly. me. Exactly. Right? It's like, <laughs> right? the, the so. guy's going to be broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the flip side, it does help with, like, the community of the building. Because every time oh, you put in, like, a convenience store or, like, a games room or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like you want to stay there a little bit more. Especially True. things that are, like, say, like, a garden plot. Or if you... Mm. if like in what we're doing with our property management companies, we're trying to specialize in. So one, we have all the data. Like you have the basics of property management, but then the second tier, second part of it's all just data-driven decisions. Mm-hmm. But then the third part that no one seems to be doing is actually building communities within those buildings. Mm-hmm. So mm. you you right. try and build that kind of vibe where. So you create like a brand name. So it's not so much I'm looking for yeah. a two-bedroom unit downtown i'm it's like i want to live in the yeah x building yeah right? exactly because you're like oh, and edmonton right. almost mm. lacks a, even on the we resale side there's like a tiny bit but it's such a micro niche <laughs> yeah like it's not yeah. quite there right versus um well, like new york you, is the stark contrast right yeah so. like have you ever walked into or have you been to a we work building not like a we work the tenant yes. but like the whole building yeah is we work well in montreal they had six floors of the building yeah. across from the the bell center so yeah. I, I went through and i was like yeah. what was your experience like did you like did you walk in or just looked at it's not r.i.p it's worth 5x less than it was supposed to be worth but <laughs> it's still like just like it's funny because everyone's just like oh my god it's worth nothing now it's like yeah it's still worth how many billions Eight billion dollars that's, right, that's right. pretty big pretty pretty yeah. big <laughs> oh um, it's not a bad business model by any means like the share uh I think it, it just needs it's time. It's a terrible business model. <laughs> no, man. No, 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 no. It just, it just I think needs time. I think okay, there's you, demand and you stuff You and I agree. It. You and you yeah. Okay, tell I'm me. Gonna, I'm with Josh. Yeah, debate on it. Let's I mean, go. Okay. oh, it was totally overhyped, right? <laughs> That's why. With uh, just ca- There's kind of a IPO bubble or whatever sort of thing, I think, right now. <laughs> it's like, what? Mm. Well, as an investment bank, mm. you're like, what do you take public? That's big. And you're like, mm. <laughs> Your choices aren't very yeah, good. Yeah, it's kind of what, well, yeah. People just need to look at the fucking prospectus. There's right. no there's no proprietary Dude, technology. did you no, read no, that thing? No, there's, oh no, my God. there's no asset or anything, but... But, hold on. The, the business of you just co-working space There's no asset. Yeah, there's not. But the business of co-working space isn't a bad business. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right? There's demand for that. Here, here's, the, here's the thing about co-working space, okay? And this is... In big cities. No, no, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> I could go to a university and take a bullshit class for $600 a semester and I get all the amenities of that but, university. You get to but. study hot girls and <laughs> I get on. to go to the library. I have all the amenities on that university. But if you're a lawyer, space. let's say you're a lawyer or you're like, all you, right, never mind. I'm on Josh's side. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like a lawyer or you own a business or something, you're like, hey, let's have a meeting at my office. You're like, it's in the university. It's actually in this lecture hall. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Yeah, be like, hang on. <laughs> yeah, but then you go I rented the study room. Okay, we work. Hey guys, go we back. have this hold room up, at three up. o'clock. Go, then you go to a WeWork and everybody's fucking doing body shots, <laughs> and you're gonna do a fucking business meeting. Like that's the issue. Hold up, hold up. When I went to uh, the, going back to the community, <laughs> so when I went into uh, so yeah, we checked out WeWork, and mm-hmm. it's like, um, this is like when I went to New York, not the one that I just went, like a couple years ago when I went, mm-hmm. and it's like jaw dropper. When you go in there, well, like, you also went to the flagship. <laughs> I know, but 
<laughs> Man, I can weld you up, if up. I take you to hold any up, type. Up, up. Like, yeah. That's the point. I'll take you to the Starbucks That's flagship, the too, in Seattle. It's a 60,000-square-foot <laughs> fucking so, Starbucks. Have you ever, actually, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They have all so those, those transparent pipes. How much, pipes how much is shit? a WeWork membership in New York? Do you I don't know, idea? but I wanted to give them my money. That's <laughs> yeah. the point. That's the Just point. instantly. No, yeah. Because you walk in there, and instantly you felt, okay, one, you felt like, heightened level of acceptance two you felt like you wanted to work you wanted to get things done and then you walked around they showed the different departments and it's like we're talking people that they have departments you, in uh we work well you know what i'm talking about like where you have a little business oh, here a little oh, business yes, there yes, like yes, little okay. sections yeah. Yeah. and when you'd walk by and they'd be like oh this is so-and-so they're like they make colorful shoelaces or whatever they'd be like hey man how's it going what do you do how can i help and you're like Whew, i can see why people like it there Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just ate it. <laughs> they make so, colorful shoelaces and they're fucking paying <laughs> rent on a fucking... Hey, Wait, hold up, hold up. What if they make t- $15 million a year selling those shoelaces? Maybe, Who cares? Maybe. But they the, need office space I do to agree click with their you buttons. On, I, do, I agree with you on one thing, and that's yeah. the culture. Yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah, imagine, that's so kind of what I'm saying. Going right? back to yeah. the rental buildings, yeah. imagine if you could create that. People mm-hmm. would never leave. Oh, for because, sure. And if they did leave, they'd come back really quick because they'd be like, oof, this building sucks. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of going back to the sort of what we, we've talked a lot about is how do you commercialize it, right? Because the concept of how do you create a culture yeah. that allows collaboration and belonging in a sense of <laughs> Very success, difficult. Very right? difficult. I mean, that's very difficult. Yeah. If you go look at what Tony... Um, Stark? No, Tony... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iron Man. No, Tony... Uh, Tony Aish. I think is how you say his name. Oh, Sappos. Is it right? Zappos, is it yeah. Tony Shea or Tony Heish or Tony? I don't. I don't know. He, he sh- I, I butchered that. I'm sure. But if Me you too. look back at what Zappos, Tony. he tried to do after he sold, I think it was Linked Exchange, yeah. right? Because he essentially he, he essentially he, did he, WeWork. He invented the the banner ad. <laughs> he well he he no essentially did WeWork, right? Because what he did after he sold the business, he started an <clears throat> uh, you know an incubator yeah. and a VC fund, and then he, he's just like. Man, I I love the culture and everything about raves. So I'm want to have a no. That's <laughs> yeah, that's literally you, you've read the book, right? I read the book. It's right? one of my I think top five books of delivering ever happiness. Delivering yeah. happiness. Yeah. It's it's great. Everyone I've gifted it like a dozen times, and every time people are like, "Ooh, this sounds lame," but you gotta read it. It's incredible. It's, There's but amazing it's interesting because in he's like he sits and he goes, "Okay, so I'm just gonna buy up a condo I want building everybody to be in here I he buy buys a tower a tower in san francisco yep and then he just starts he goes oh i like this business come in and work oh i like this business coming to work and then he he went well we have a housing issue in san francisco so he, so he puts went, him in a condo so he, he's got a bunch of condos so he's like here go you can go live here go live here and then he bought the top one uh no maybe not the, the top floor, so no hold like, on he he bought the whole building though and every time he'd invest in a company he would give them a condo yeah so to check up on his investments he'd just ride the elevator <laughs> like, right. So I mean, he he like essentially awesome. did it. Huh. Now he says in his book that most of his, you know, ventures <clears throat> that he invested in failed. But the, I I would say the overall model is somewhat there. No one has figured out. We'll call it the X factor to actually make it commercially viable beyond eighteen what to twenty-two year old chicks. <laughs> Why don't you just start influencer dot com? Fucking eighty percent, and then you sell based on like a cover charge. There you go. Oh my god! Done. No, well, we're talking about like say, say, well, in this domain, like multifamily buildings, or say like an office. Yeah. It's like, why would you want to stay in an office if it's like, you know, there's the cost thing, but then you look at some competitors and they'll be like five or ten dollars 
um, per square foot cheaper, and yeah. some companies won't go over there. Mm-hmm. And you look at it, you're like, well, you could save a million dollars a year, two million. Prestigiousness of the building, maybe? Prestigiousness yeah, of the exactly, building. That's exactly Could be nice. working culture, like, too, right? Yeah. Just yeah. go back to your WeWork example, <clears throat> right? Like part exactly. Of the, part of the reason, and like, so Josh and I agree on this, I, we don't think <laughs> WeWork is a great, even a great business model. Okay, I think, but the, wait. Hold, hold on. So the, the, the thing is, though, and, and the reason I get some of that is because you look at, you know, Startup Edmonton and it is sort of like that, right? It's a co-working space. Mm-hmm. But there are either professions or jobs or industries that don't allow you to do that, right? So it would be very hard, say, for a law office to do co-working space simply because of privacy issues. Right? Disagree. And some of it. Well, that's fine. But, uh, but <laughs> there's, there's a, a co-working space in Edmonton that's going up right now. It's in the old Avison office. And it's actually it's targeted towards lawyers. Same kind of idea. Yeah, but it's targeted towards one industry. Yeah, you're right. Right, so but like, that's not really core because a lot of those, um, like lawyer, lots of lawyers and accountants, independent guys use office solution places, which is a little different than um, oh, true then, co-working. Yeah, like, right. Because true, true, true yeah, co-working yeah, yeah. is like bullpens with fucking yeah. beanie bags and shit versus renting an individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're office right, within right. it. Yeah, that, right? like that's so, what I was trying to get at, right? Yeah. Business at, center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like exactly. traditional thing. It's like this massive open space thing. No. It was like, dude. Bean bags. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was like, you know when the a, old McDonald's. Yeah. Bean bags. Yeah. It's, it's a frat house. Yeah, it's like you Bean got bags. a university, you you started a startup, you got tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, and then Slide you went, to go to you, the break room. Yeah, you went from like frat to rich frat. And that's I think where we agree with a lot of this is the, the structure isn't there the issue, for a lot of it. The <laughs> issue in the whole business model is taking rents and taking 15-year leases on space. And then subletting. And then subletting. But hold up. It's... No different than renting space and then putting employees in there that sell a service product, right? You put it, you you rent space. Let's say you're a law firm. You mm-hmm. rent a whole floor. Mm-hmm. You fill yes. it with lawyers. Mm-hmm. They sell their services, which is law services, mm-hmm. in hopes that they make a lot of money, enough money that they pay you so that you can pay your rent. It's pretty much the same thing. It's like instead of them selling those services, all you're doing is selling your service is well, the vibe, we'll call it, plus the space itself, right? Yeah, yeah but part of uh, that is the risk tolerance on that too, right? Like if I sublet to a bunch of lawyers, I have a reasonable, mm-hmm. you have, start, you know, have you a seen the startups. rates though? The rates are bonkers. Yeah, but there's a reasonable expectation that they're going to do at least it somewhat is the, well. the riskiest population you're, you're, you're renting out to you. But, uh, okay, so. Who? They, startup companies. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, one, they're startup. Com- okay. So like most of the VC money now is going towards rents. Like mm-hmm. it, before, the big VC money used to go to like servers and shit because it's like they couldn't afford that. So mm-hmm. now they have like AWS and like easy. You know, it's cheap mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. put stuff online and have all your servers. Yeah. So now it's like all that money. I know how much it costs. It's not cheap, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> relative. You know, it's not I like, guess to like it's not like okay, having a guy do well, it, but it's nineteen eighty one, we have to buy ten million dollars worth of servers. It's just like <laughs> you know yeah. we have to pay a whatever, like ten grand a month or twenty or thirty or forty, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of the money's All going right. to rents. So we work, if you look at their model, it's like okay, they're using whether it's distress space or not. Let's say it's in New York, it's like say a hundred bucks a foot for the prime stuff. Here it's like ten bucks a foot, by the way. So it's like a ten x. Mm-hmm. So then, then they're like, okay, cool. 
they're renting out those desks at the equivalent of like say eighty to fifty dollars per square foot per month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's I, like I get that. in three months they've paid the that. entire year's worth of rent, yeah. and then in one more mo- month they've paid the entire year's worth of salaries, free coffee, and beanbag replacements, right? And then they're just like, great. See, so uh, why okay, is it fucking failing? This is why because it's just in their, no, 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 in no. The, the reason why okay is it because people no, no, it's not. So this is why, but it's, it's they, deeply unprofitable. They didn't give it enough time. I think everyone's looking at the current strategy and they're mm. like. Oh my God! Look, it loses so much money. It's like, yeah, because they're building entire buildings worth mm-hmm. of space. Mm-hmm. It, it's, imagine going to a real estate company, or okay, it's same thing. But let's say you go to a developer and you're like, Oh my God, man! You spent, you know, a hundred million dollars to build this building, but you've only made a million dollars in rent this year. You're like negative 90 million like what are you doing it's the exact same thing with we were that's what people were looking at that and they're like oh my god but it's like yeah okay just wait you know because that's turning into two million next year because the building's only half leased and then that two million we're going to leverage it and it turns into 120 million dollars in debt we're going to pay off the 100 million dollars that it cost to build the buildings and we just profited 20 million dollars so with like we work there's if you look it's like their marketing and their build-out cost if you eliminate just the marketing and build-out cost, they're not wildly profitable, but they're profitable. I, it, it's like, give that five, six, seven years. But no one, everyone's looking at it like now, and they're like, oh, God. No, I'll, I'll tell you what. The, 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 we, the WeWork model, I don't necessarily think is a failure. I think they could make money off it. Yeah, I, totally. I think, it's, I think it's a terrible business model I would never invest in, but I think it could be somewhat successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I will say is, and this comes out of Peter Basil's book, uh, Early Access, which is fantastic if you're an entrepreneur and you want to read about it. The sort of the issue you're talking about is VC money, right? They, they spent so, way too much. Well, they spent way too much, but part like, of it goes back to the kept ecosystem, the... right? So if I say Josh starts, you and Josh start Phil and Josh LTD, and you want to do exactly what Bad we name. did. PJ, right? I like that. <laughs> right? So you guys come to Thomas and I and we say, okay, we'll, we'll, you know, <clears throat> underwrite 10% of your operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can go out and do this and we're mm-hmm. going to give you $40 million. Well, I've now promised a certain amount of return to my investors. Yeah, exactly. And, and a timetable on that. So now you guys have, let's say eight years to go do this, become profitable and IPO and exit yeah. and, and do whatever. Uh, the problem is I promised because I've got a promise better than, you know, minimum better <laughs> than stock market rates, mm-hmm. right? Let's say I promised my investors, I don't know, 20 X, 40 X, right? This is the soft bank problem, by the way. Right? Yeah, but in, This is where they fucked up. You just said it. You're like, yeah, I give you this loan and you have eight years, right? Yeah. We work went year one, like six years in no, a row, where they were like, that's the "Okay, issue. thanks for the loan. We used it all. Now we're getting another one, and okay, now we use that all, and now we're getting another." It's like imagine taking out a student loan for a hundred grand, and then like sitting getting a master's, and then as soon as you get out, instead of working, Starting you're like an undergrad again. You're like, "I'm gonna get another master's. I want I'm gonna another get hundred grand." Degree. Actually, no, it's more like I'm gonna get an arts degree. And then, but but imagine if you just do that every year, and then you're like. You just increase your revenue by like goes from like forty grand to like eighty so grand, that, and you you and are right. It is grand, somewhat the like, soft oh bank God. issue. It's right? a soft bank so issue. That too, they needed to deploy so much money. Well, it's, it's 
we're going to push these companies to IPO in five years, for example, and they better exit us at, like you said, 20x. Boom. If they don't, so then the, fuck them. And, so when, uh, we, when we were talking in one of I my classes. I want WeWork to work. Like, damn. <laughs> when we were talking in one of my classes about specifically tech, VC money in, in Silicon Valley and, and area, uh, amongst other things, one of the, we, we had a couple guys come in uh, who, were, who were in the space. And w- one of the things they were talking about was this whole concept of, because there aren't really a lot of industries and sectors left to get a unicorn, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. VC funds are continually getting squeezed on trying to balance the return to the investors with finding that one. It, oh, like right? Renaissance. So if you look at, say, the we, I think the WeWork <laughs> model is a, a great example of this. So I have no idea I'm going to make this up. Mm-hmm. WeWork is probably one of 20 or 30 investments these guys have made Absolutely. right yeah. if not you know 40 or 50 yeah. and now the problem becomes they know statistically that yeah. four of those are going to ipo at over a billion dollars mm-hmm. so they need to do everything they can now in order to get regardless of anything else that valuation because if you think about it vc <laughs> to pay off all the well, bad vc bets. is essentially a ponzi scheme in a sense because you whoa, get in whoa, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you get in early and then everybody <clears throat> below you has to continue to get in and give more money. Yeah. And then at some point, everybody gets Stops. the return. <laughs> yeah. And you go to the market, market gives you a bunch of money, and you come back. But come right? on. It's like the same thing as investing in stonks. It's like you, you go in at stonks. Stonks. <laughs> stonks. <laughs> you get in at like a, a dollar, and then you're like, hey, buddy, I invest in this. And you're like, hey, I'll get in at three bucks. And then Josh gets in at 20, and we're all like, <sighs> Yeah, that's called Bitcoin. What an that's idiot. <laughs> yeah. What an idiot. But that's, yeah. And then he gets divorced and she gets fall guy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, called, that's called holding the bag. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, but what's interesting about it is you, so Peter Basil actually talks about in his book, he says, you know, if you're an angel investor, you're probably looking at a three to five X and you're more than willing to get out if, you know, a VC comes in and offers a reasonable valuation. You're like, yeah, okay, I've, I've made my money. This is Exit. great, right? If you get to you know the vc part and they go okay we want 10x on 10 million and that's 10 percent, right well you know now you got to get a billion dollar valuation right there right so now we've got this sort of Silence. ball going down the hill that continues to grow bigger and bigger and bigger that you've now got to find a way to exit right like that's my suspicion mm-hmm. on why uh, <clears throat> face or no not facebook snapchat turned down their buy offer is because the VCs went in and said, no, this is not a big enough it's return for us. It's not a big us. enough number. Mm. For sure. Like 100%. Yeah. Well, because I was talking to a VC guy uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said he looks at 600 deals a month. I'm like, what? How? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, then, you're looking at 20 a day. But it gets to the point where you can't exit without IPOing. Yeah. But that's right? the thing. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's say you yeah. look at 600. Kind of scale. So you look at 600 a month, let's say 6,000, give or take, a year. A year. Sure. And you've in and how long is investment till exit ten years? So you're like it's getting there, yeah. Let's let's say okay, so sixty thousand. Let's pretend he's actually only looked at thirty or forty or whatever. Sure, thirty four thousand, thirty or forty thousand deals, and let's say out of those you invest in what twenty five, thirty, and then one actually makes it big, like or has the potential to make it big, like Snapchat. Yeah, I would tell him that like you can't sell that, that shit either. But that's the problem, like, right? Cause oh then- my god. Like, you if know you much... look at what Snapchat did, right? So Facebook offered them, what, 19, I think it was like 19 or some billion. And like Snapchat, very long tail stuff. Snapchat says, no, we can't do that. And the well, IPO, and the IPO I don't think has gotten anywhere near 
that, mm-hmm. right? So it's finally starting to get there. It's just it, it did have a short shelf life, though, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, and we talked <laughs> we talk a little bit about I can't this cap very hard. on yeah. the uh, Saudi Aramco IPO was that retail... <laughs> $2 trillion. Well, no, that retail investors have been burned and are starting to get very, very good at evaluating a lot of these IPOs, mm-hmm. uh, especially the tech ones going... Like I said, IPO bubble, right? It's kind of just a, a thing. Uh, you know? I don't I think. know. I don't think so. I just think T- it's... Tech-wise, just... yes. Yeah, like I think Yeah, that... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably more in the because, tech space, I guess, right? Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously... It's not, a, it's not an IPO bubble. It's more so like we're pushing Hype these... train. It is like yeah, we're gonna push we have these so companies. Much yeah, maybe bubble is the wrong word, we're but I think you see where these, I'm going. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna push them to IPO. Yeah, before they're ready. Almost. And, yeah. and we have extreme yeah. in a sense. Data, expectations, data expectations, data availability, yeah. and layman's ability to invest. So, what do you think is gonna yeah. happen? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, stonks. Like, let's go. Yeah. Well, the yeah. retail investor, because of data openness, is, oh, yeah. is yeah. becoming essentially like. Close did you to hear? There's that one in- finance Instagram account that was like threatening to be sued because they kept saying like short the VIX as a joke, and people were oh, actually really? doing it and losing money. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! But going going back to that, I mean, it, it is kind of fascinating when you think about that because the the statistics on it, I think, are something like stock price on an IPO doesn't recover for five years, right? So if an investor, if you're a retail investor coming in to buy an IPO, you know that you're likely losing (laughs) like you're in this for more than five years right wait going back to edmonton real estate (laughs) i was literally about to all right we need to bring this back in in here so (laughs) so (laughs) uh Uh, just catch catch you guys yeah i'm like so what uh, happened here yeah main street equities they've been doing speaking of stock markets main street equities from so bob dylan out of calgary have you seen his his stock price <laughs> over the last year? Not that Bob year? Dylan, the other <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, the Bob DeHillen. No, yeah, he's. Uh, uh, okay. It's they're just had a strategy, followed it like Main Street militant. Yeah. Yeah. And like you should see their their stocks up like seventy five percent or something bonkers wow, this really? year. Yeah. Wow. And, ev- and everyone's just like, oh, where'd that come from? And it's like, yeah, they just bought assets, improved them, changed up property managers. Just that's really re- how you fucking make money in real estate is you and buy that's what a it, shitty asset, you make it better. And look, yeah, remember and you, earlier? But you have like one strategy and you stick to it. And, and it like, works. And, and you can even see Main Street and even, even Boardwalk where you're kind of getting apartments for John Everyman that will yeah. rent at a good, pretty high occupancy rate regardless of economies, right? So. Yep. Yeah, and I think, yeah, Main Street, yeah, I don't know. They yeah. just did a good Go, job. It just kind of shows that, like, you know, everyone's, like, yeah, just super negative on Alberta. Yeah. And then you look at Bob. They went from a year ago they were at $42, and now they're at 79 today. So. Boom. <laughs> going going back you go. to the Edmonton Real Estate, I got a question for you guys. Wow, that's crazy growth in one year. Yeah, one year. Do you, do you guys think at some point Edmonton is going to have a reckoning with how big in terms of land it has grown versus the absolute completely crap density we have in terms of <laughs> yo i calculated it we edmonton proper has more landmass than new york i mean that can't be that's, an issue hey? that's not surprising but, no. do you mean new york and the uh the whole, manhattan or like the, the outer boroughs thing, including yeah. like queens um 
Edmonton, Brooklyn, Edmonton Long Queens, by, Brooklyn, by everything. Mass, I'm pretty sure is one of the biggest cities. I think in it North is America. the biggest. It's ridiculous. Our and you're is just really like, bad. hold up, like yeah. what? But here's the issue: is we, we keep gotta, sprawling. Well, we, we gotta, do. Well, we keep sprawling, but then it, is it, does Edmonton have a theoretical limit on we population? Right? Oh, like, probably. And you know, We're gonna nat- natural rate. People. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, y- you know, and then th- without getting into the question of will the Earth's population stop growing at some point, right? Like, in theory, Edmonton, there's mm-hmm. no way it could be like a two million person city as it is now. Otherwise, it's no gonna, way. Yeah. Look at our infrastructure. Yeah. Are you kidding? They, me? they actually proposed a second. Like, it was not like a formal proposal, as far mm-hmm. as I know. It's kind of just a rumbling idea in council of like a second hendy that would go like Leduc. Devon, uh, more involved, oh my God. Fort Sask, around like, the far side of Sherwood Park. How about this? Come down. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Why? Why? Someone, so someone first fielded that idea. First takes one hour, second Henday takes two hours. Four, yeah. Four hours? Four. Maybe yeah. it is exponential, yeah. yeah. I bet In you. theory, it would be exponential, yeah. Okay, so what? Are, are the road, like, while they're building that and all the tax revenues there, what's going to happen to the roads downtown? They're going to be dirt? Like, yeah, what's exactly. going to happen yeah. here? It's I mean, like, ridiculous. if you look at, what is it? When I was in Beijing, they have five ring roads. Yeah, but they also and, have and five also Beijing. And Beijing million has people. a population <laughs> city uh, metro area of... 30-something million. 30, yeah, like 35, so 38 all of, million. All of Basically Canada. Canada. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> including Canada. the polar bears. And that and they only have five. Wow. Ring roads. Yeah. That's Why? crazy. Yeah. Like, I understand. It was a, Our ring road makes sense. We it sound does. like it's hicks a, right now. We're like, we have a ring road. But, like, is there... It is actually, Why? Like, well... Design, I hope but, Don you know. listens to this. But he's, he's, coming, actually, he's coming on no, this year. Yeah. Don, okay, Don, <laughs> but, please put a cap on how much sprawl we yeah. can do. Don't anything outside the Hendy should not be Edmonton, in my opinion. Like, I, well, I, I actually thought about he that. Also, he, he, yeah, but instead they annex more land. Yeah. Like, goddamn. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Like, well, actually, this transitions into a point that kind of seems to recur in these articles and stuff mm-hmm. um and i'd be curious to get both your opinions on it so because uh, like i think edmonton well it's no secret that uh new build inventory is incredibly incredibly high mm. and then there's tons of starts like builders literally the news was like all right builders are slowing their starts in edmonton and then like four months later they're like okay we're starting back up again the builders <laughs> have right? started yeah and but so it's, it's, there, it's kind like... of overbuilding right and it's yeah. more in the new outside of the Hennes south particularly yep. areas yeah right? i mean then, when you when you own legacy land though like that you i guess have so, to, i guess lots less, of it is in i yeah. guess there's not a lot of new, new Just don't subdivisions buy yeah. but uh imagine being, imagine it, being that builder though you're like okay we bought this land 10 years ago mm-hmm. it, the time is now and right we have to make dollars to keep everything keep flowing going, yeah and what are you going to do? Build a tower? You're like, yeah, that's six years. Yeah. <laughs> so you're but like, or we could build single family homes. <laughs> does that like, stop eventually or what? Cause th- I hope you know, so. Because these are, there was one article here that mentions um, that like uh, <clears throat> they're predicting that building will slow when the bu- new build inventory will catch up and then there will be less new builds in 2021. But that makes no sense because in theory, if the builders are seeing good sales, they're just going to keep, keep building. building they're gonna, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a... You know, it's, it's self-fulfilling prophecy yeah, kind of thing. Deal right? junkie so, style. Deal junkie. Yeah. yeah. There's there's yeah. some developers out there though, mm-hmm. like Rohit, for example. Okay. Yeah. Like, have you seen how much commercial he's doing now? Yep. Yo, uh, yeah, that's yeah. very true. Yep. Yeah. That's smart. That's mm-hmm. smart because it's like okay. Yeah. 
I see what's going on. It's going to take a decade or two to hit my new lands. So yeah. while we're at it, let's do this. Mm-hmm. I think this and he's gonna, quick. He's quick at what he does. I think the city's going to get to a point where they are either going to have to have some very hard conversations with some of those developers that bought land mm-hmm. way out, right? Because if you think of it, I think there's a report least released, I want to say last year by the city that was talking somewhere around the fact that they the city just can't afford to offer services and new developments anymore because there's just no density uh, <laughs> to, to do yeah, it, man. right? But I also like, think people need to be less, well, because, you know, Don Iveson has a thing because he's all about the missing middle and stuff and increasing density for what it's worth, I mm-hmm. guess, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think people need to kind of maybe open up to those ideas. Yeah. Right? We, why do we love our suburb? The entire maybe city's a suburb, I think it's God perhaps sakes. what like, we grew up with being native yeah. Edmontonians, right? Yeah. You're used to your yeah. post-war bungalow with like a huge ass yard, so maybe that's what you want when you grow part, up. But Yeah, but part of his mentality Agreed. too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's in Edmonton, it, it would have to be like a generational a cultural change where, and this even goes to like building culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's say you go to a missing middle, which is, let's call it townhomes in a relatively mm-hmm. semi-central area. Yeah, yeah. You would need to have sort of common space and share with your neighbors to get the outdoor experience plus density sure, yeah, plus yeah. good yeah, location. Yeah. So the city can afford to give you good yeah. services. Like yada, Brook- yada, yada. Brookfield does a good job of that. Like on the south side, where it's like they'll have like parks and paths and like little lakes yeah, and stuff it. like They're that. They're not too bad with that. So yeah. um, everybody owns a fucking car. Yeah, and you're gonna all yeah forego but that I for think, downtown I living. Like, I think that that's, yep. that's a thing too. That's right? what yeah. I did, and I love it. Yeah, but it's but the, the options downtown aren't that great. No, you don't have a car. Or well, what, I you drove here, yeah, <laughs> fucked up. But the, going back to your thing about I the mean, generation like, thing, right? Go yeah. the truck and oh, yeah. well, motorcycles. Yeah, yeah and, for sure. For but sure. if you think of it, Manly the, the mentality of Edmonton and Calgary has the same thing. And I, I would say most prairie cities have oh, it. For sure. there's, there's no reason to stop. Like, there's so much land, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if you think of the mentality of, you know, someone, say, from New York or Montreal mm-hmm. or Vancouver or San Francisco yeah. or even Seattle, right? It's like, there really isn't, we're... There's no constraint. We've got... Yeah, you there know, is. water on three or four sides, and we don't have a uh, mm-hmm. a way to get around this. So, so we what's our constraint? Red deer travel time. Travel time. That's exactly it. It's but I mean, deer, again, yeah. massive inconvenience. But Edmonton will not. Okay, hold on. Okay, so hold on, hold on. There's one travel time. Two, I think developers are going to start looking at it. Like if you keep, yeah, if you keep building on the outskirts of town, and you can't have like you know, your mini malls or we're, we're talking like the power centers, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. little retail strip, grocery store, blah, 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 yep. blah, 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 bleah. blah. All those guys, if you look like Chappelle, what does Chappelle have? Not they actually, na- they now are finishing up the power center or whatever there. But, but until it's, then it's like, yeah. right. It's like, it's almost done now, but a few years ago, like even like 2015, 2016, yeah, like why would you we were down there? there. There was nothing, man. Like right. literally nothing. And it's Not like, even a gas station. Right. So. so if you look at it, like, uh, that's, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, but, like Edmonton I, will never be like a skyscraper metropolis at the same no, time. There's right? no way. So. And, unless they stop the sprawl, which would be great because Wildly, then all of our yeah. roads would be nice. Hashtag stop the sprawl. <laughs> we get What's that trending. A, sprawl stop. What, what would you say is the is the limitation of commute time though? Because I mean, let's take fucking San Francisco or something. People are commuting or Toronto is like an hour every single time. But people do that because but they don't have a choice. That's also is that not so much a product of distance, but a product of Housing, traffic, Price. 
it's and it, cost. It's, it's a product of cost. Like yeah. when you go to Toronto, that's because yeah. they they don't have a choice. Yeah, it's like let's say you make 120k a year, you're like okay, so the only thing I can afford is where. Like let's say you want a family. Mm-hmm. Like sure, if you want to live downtown and like share that's a room what Edmonton is. Yeah, is the is the city where people come to have the family and the yard. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And, and commute time under an hour. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Until an hour it's commute not. would be fucking so bad. Because, I mean, well, you could be in Windermere and be looking at, like, 45 minutes yeah. if you work downtown. Because I lived in sure. Beaumont, and it was 55 minutes to downtown every day. Yeah. And I drove fast. But but, but going back to that, so there was a, a report released uh, earlier or later last year that stated for you to have uh, to go, I think it was from walking to work to having, I want to say, a 45-minute or an hour commute, mm-hmm. the same level of happiness, and you, you, we can get into discussion on what you define as happiness sure but the reports of the same level of happiness said you have to make 40 percent more hmm. if you walked to work or if, if you, you drove... had to drive oh, is, all so day to, deal, to make the commute worth one it. to pay for the damn car that you don't well, need yes. and two but, because <laughs> but this goes back to an interesting one of the articles right. we were talking about on autonomous vehicles right wow, and thinking 40%. about that and saying well hmm. what does edmonton do if you know we've built all this infrastructure, say say for mm-hmm. instance we get a second ring road, which is great, but then, you know, ten years down the road, you twenty years down need the road, a third one. Yeah. we we <laughs> no, just have like, driverless cars. No, we yeah, don't exactly. need it. There's no or friggin' that. cars. Or why are we making the LRT investment? Okay, the LRT. That oh. I don't even want to start this one. That's a. I actually I'm for the LRT. Fuck you. Get out of this fucking. <laughs> 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 the, like, dude, I'm for a properly built. Well, LRT. I, I, you, I didn't. You didn't let me. Get well there planned then. LRT. But the the reason being is light light rail transit Under... is still the most efficient way of moving people. For sure. We just don't do it and build it in a way that is. <laughs> yeah. We just screw everything up. But along here's the, the thing. Way. Is this, okay, so by the time that the fucking west line is done, whatever the valley line, whatever the fuck they want to call it, that doesn't already, go along the valley. They're all gonna be fucking sprawled out another kilometer. Like, okay. You know what's funny? Okay. Yeah, but that's have planning. You, that's not. Have a, you seen? An LRT issue. My girlfriend and I were driving through the city, and she's like, is this an LRT station? I'm like, yes. And she's like, who lives by the Mutart? <laughs> I'm like, not many people. And then we keep driving, and she's like, is that another station? It's like elevated station, you know, elevated track, and it's right by Bavaria BMW, and it's like over-industrial. She's like, who would get on there? But then they bring the LRT downtown, and they're like, you know what, street level. <laughs> like, but that's that's like, a planning issue. That's not an a light rail transit. Like, no, the technology in itself is not bad. I'm not wrong. saying it is. Right. I lived in it's Montreal. Execution. Trains the, are great. The transit's amazing. Yeah, right. Tra- but everything's underground. They went underground from day one because of constraints. And do, of do size. you know why they could go underground? Why? Because they had the money. Do you know why they had the money? Mob. No wait. Besides that's the opposite, that, besides actually. That. <laughs> That actually made the city. That's why the city has tax, no money. Tax because, dollars yeah. per square kilometer, which is density. what we don't have. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, I should clarify that. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm bitter. I'm yeah. not. I don't really like the LRT concept, but it, that my problem with it goes to the planning and the execution of it, not the actual concept itself. No, I agree yeah, with right. that too. Trains yeah. are yeah. trains should, are awesome. I, actually, I, that I is rode the weird. train every fucking day in Montreal. So there you go. <laughs> Man, it is el- electric scooters though. Oh yeah, yeah. Solving our problems. Uh, hey, I bike in the river. I bike to work and like, well, move downtown and then bike to work. That's like happiness plus a thousand. 
Yeah, but you're also somewhat crazy because you bike to work in the winter. Yes. Where Where do you live? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, I moved to Bonnie Dune. Well, oh right, okay. Yeah. Well, so I take, area. I take so Bonnie Dune area. Area, not not the actual. It's mall. not Bonnie Dune. <laughs> it's <laughs> south of Bonnie Dune. Oh, yeah. it? okay. it's that zone. It's yeah, like plus you. or minus seven hundred meters. When when I went there from the gym, I was thought it was going to be a quick ten minute drive, and no, that was like twenty five minutes. That's funny because I bike it in seventeen. Because I'm a beast. <laughs> no, because you don't have to stop for. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's why, and it's downhill. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Edmonton real estate. Well, and but then there's or kind I'm of the problem of Edmonton not being able to build it, and they will come. Because I had one article here where honestly half these I just fucking threw up. But there's some there's there's a bunch of argument over uh, issuing permits for towers in the Oliver area. Yep. yep. Um. What about and, it? Uh, the city is like schizophrenic on yeah, like yeah. 50, 50. Some yes, are like yes, no. some are like no. And the reason being is it will like, you know, uh, change like block, the character of the neighborhood. Block the sun on Jasper Ave, which, like, I don't know, maybe like if there's tall <laughs> buildings, oh, no. but like, no, they like they, yeah, it's that, no, that what, the one twenty four, yeah, they don't, and then they creeping to one twenty four. Oh wait, wait, wait. Street, which so. one on one twenty four though? Because there's a few that just got approved there in that whole zone. So there's like oh, three maybe. towers already going yeah. up right there. Yeah. Like you're talking about evolve and well, yeah, like because McLaren's like almost done. Yeah, um, I don't think they want to go north of the. McLaren, yeah, they're talking no. more north. Like, like think like because uh, yeah, well, cafe. there's uh, transcend. No, oh, no, further north. Bernard Calibo. No, by oh, the, yeah. by <laughs> the, the bakery. Oh, by Duchess. Yeah. So like north of 107th Ave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up there. Oh, yeah. They essentially don't want to prove like anything north of what's the McLaren. They well, I mean, that, that would make sense, right? Yeah. They'll yeah. prove south so, of that okay, all that, day long. And, well, and okay, that land assembly is pretty big, too. It's yeah. almost like a full block, like right behind that rock gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, it was years ago, so I don't know what's going on with it, but Regency owns that land on 85th Street on the south side of the river, like where oh, the yeah, LRG is going. Yeah. 85th and where? Uh, fuck. Kind of uh, near Bonnie Dune Mall. There's a bunch of townhouses there are you it's talking just s- north of bonnie dune or Strathern? just inside of bonnie dune yeah, Mall? yeah 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 that's near tick that owns that oh is it okay yeah. i thought it was uh, anyways yeah. but uh they wanted to do like seven towers there do you know that one that i'm talking yeah about? good good buddy of mine's the new ceo there oh really and um yeah i hope that goes yeah because it's like you get the good evening views you get the new the good morning That'd be views sick, actually. Yeah. you get the you don't have the downtown traffic and noise but would you people have, like, the nice... live there? Like, is there demand? all day? There's going to be an LRT stop literally right at the development yeah. itself. That's yeah. what drove a lot of it. And yeah. then if you drive, it's like you have that whatever road it is that goes mm-hmm. just down the hill right to downtown. It's like yeah. five minute drive to your work. I think it'd be pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I I, I agree. Like, I don't know Any why that, the that kept getting city, I like it. Uh, where it, the city's on is on that. What's that? Where's the city on that? Oh, you know? Okay. I should. <laughs> it's like I could have researched this, but I didn't think about this till like so just now. So the city, essentially, it's like the city. It's something to do with a road that goes through it. The city's like, oh, we want this road to be public. From what I gather, mm. so I don't know the exact details, but it's something to do with. Let's say the city goes, hey, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I believe it's the city wants a, one of the roads to be like public or something, mm. and the developers like, okay, well, I own this, so pay me for it it's going to be like say 10 million dollars or whatever it is and the city's like oh hell no yep. it's one of those it's like oh okay Didn't, yeah wasn't part of it too some of the residents around the area had oh, an issue with course. it as well yeah yeah, yeah. well because they, you're going they from lobbied pretty well hard. it's 
those townhomes and then post-war bungalows, there's yeah. not really a lot of density there. So yeah. all of a sudden when you have all these skyscrapers, like, yeah, yeah that is like imposing. Like Century Park. Yeah. People got to understand, yeah. though, by the time it goes to public hearing, yeah. generally it's across the line. That's exactly it. A lot of yeah. the times the... Because um, it, it's been worked in the background for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like step one, present to the public. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's, it was, it's like it was, pretty much across the line. By it was actually point. in... Like, my parents live in Rio Terrace, right? So, yeah. um, you guys know. So, because um, <clears throat> there was a lot of people fighting infill in there. Mm, and then yep. there was, like, an infill consultation at the community league. And people thought it was going to be kind of a town hall meeting to openly discuss it. No, no, but no, it was no. just, just the counselor coming in being like, okay, here's what we're doing. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So, this is what I mean. They're like, yeah. we've already made a decision. Yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're legally obliged to tell you about this. Yeah. Here's our PowerPoint. Have a good name, right? So. Please screw. No, but it's it's, just, you bring, it's interesting you bring that yeah. up because that's sort of the same thing that happened back when the city did their consultation on the LRT project going through <clears throat> Stony Plain on 107 or 109th uh, Street, right? So they did this, you know, big town hall and someone gets up and says, well, you know, you're just going to make congestion and travel times worse by putting this above ground. You know, what are your thoughts on that? And the project manager went, well, we're not going to, make it better so we're just gonna make it worse and you're like <laughs> what <laughs> who thought this was a good idea like <laughs> that guy <laughs> but oh, that's man. that's that's the thing right at, yeah. at that point it's not a we yeah. would like your feedback it is this is what we're doing mm-hmm. you don't have a choice yeah i gotta leave in yeah you're in a time seven seven minutes all right eight thirty. hard out hard, hard out, out at eight thirty. all right Sounds good. Yeah, I got uh, a couple things lined up for the rest of the night here. Cool. The couple. Uh... Oh wait, you uh, never mind. <laughs> you have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is <laughs> the. If we if we only got seven minutes left, and I'd she's love great. to hear your uh, your opinions on. I love that BMW article. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating on a way both to collect market research. And to what identify, so uh, well, if you'd read it, <laughs> what it is, so <laughs> like the, we said oh, earlier, what is this fucking? I schedule. I got an ad. We got to wait ninety <laughs> so, days in so advance. So pretty much what what BMW did is they partnered with a bunch of very upscale new home sales, For, uh, staging staging companies and high end properties in Toronto. Nice. Uh, so putting BMWs like in the, f- I can't turn this computer around, but there's a BMW driveway. just in like the driveway. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And then they'll have them there for staging and stuff. And then, yep. uh, listing prices, 2.5 to 3.5 million. And then, um, two factors drove it, yada, yada, yada. Um, so they're putting, so a lot of consumers actually shop for a new vehicle. Um, I was shocked on that, which was very <laughs> surprising. I was surprised. So wait, yeah. When they, like, after people, a a large percent, uh, (laughs) oh, here we go. 33% of luxury automotive purchases are initiated at the same time those consumers move into a new home. Holy shit. Get some. Like, that's huge. So you're just like. So one in three. So I wonder if it's like, they go to the bank, they're like, hey, uh, what can we get for a loan? And we're looking at how's it, 800K, and they're like, you can get a million bucks. And they're like, hey, we can each get a new Beamer. No, I don't don't think it's that. The article someone talks about it. Or is it like psychologically? You're like, well, we just spent 800k. Well, it, well, I think what's it's another hundred. It, I I think it's probably a little bit. I mean, there's probably a good answer in here. So the the article someone talks about <laughs> yeah. that. I don't I don't <laughs> think it's psychological read. either. Yeah. Uh, the the article says that typically the buyer they found 
that was buying all these homes, mm-hmm. the reason they were buying was either because of a promotion or a new family uh, member or something like that, right? Divorce. Mm. So nobody, no. Um, so when you, when you think of that. on the sugar mama. Yeah. When, you know, <laughs> oh. if you got. <laughs> I mean, like, she kicked yeah. you out, man. You got to get a new house. I mean. So, like, if you think of, you know, your average, we'll say. No. Two. Women three, are rich three, too, bro. Three-person three house or three-person family, right? And you have another kid and you go. Okay, we got to move out of our condo. Yeah. We got to go oh, and get a house, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You sit there and you're like, okay, now I need the van. two car seats, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, now instead of my, you know, two door M3 BMW, I need an X7, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that plays a lot to it. Or the the promotion one going, well, I got a promotion, getting a bigger house. You know, I don't want you know the A4 Audi. I want you know an S5, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, 100%. Just I think leverage. Yeah, I think it's amazing market. It, it just, it, <laughs> it, it's really good. It all ties cool. together. I do think yeah. there would be a little bit of in for a penny, in for a pound kind of scenario, like you were mm-hmm. saying for this, perhaps. But I don't know. It kind of mm-hmm. just goes together. But I'd be you... curious to see if there's any, I mean, this is obviously a niche market, but mm-hmm. is there anything for like a nicely polished new Toyota camera you need to be in the drive <laughs> of a 400K home? Like, I don't know. That's where my mind is. I wonder this. if this would help with rentals too. Like in our market, or is condo sales here too? Like, I wonder. Well, you could have yeah, got like a fucking two thousand seven Bentley when you bought the penthouse of the Altima, yeah. bro. Yeah. Oh, what year was uh, that? Two thousand seven. Something like that. What, come on. No, right, a few years ago, um, it was Carlisle Group when yeah. they, you yeah. know, selling their really nice condos yeah. in the south side. They were like giving away cars when you bought one or something yeah. like that. Oh, it was ridiculous. Uh, Everton did that too. Oh, okay. but those did are they? beautiful towns. Oh, really? Okay. Oh but yeah. that's that, that. That comes back. The the other thing that blew my mind on this mm-hmm. was they said BMW identified through this like thirty seven thousand prospects, <laughs> like that that put, would potentially wow. buy BMW. Like when you well, think, think of, of it, that, you that's have the, amazing. And you have the perfect demo. You're like you're in a buying mood. We know how much you make. Yeah. Because no, you no, viewed this not house. People that bought. People that thought about buying. No, BMW, that's what I mean. Right? You tour yeah, your them. Prospects. You yeah. tour them through the house, and you're like, well, I know you can afford eight hundred thousand dollar house. I can probably get so much money you well, make. Two point five. The best part, or about, whatever. The yeah, best part about the whole thing was that they don't know what marketing channels to hit these people with. Yeah. Besides that. Hey, it's good though. I like it. I like it. Like that's brilliant yeah. customer identification. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that that I thought. Because these people that was aren't amazing. watching television, bruh. What's that? They're not watching television. How no. else do you hit them? Yeah, so you, you don't see Lamborghini oh, ads on I TV. I was just about to say that. I saw a Lambo ad. And that's, <laughs> I, what? I could not <laughs> believe it. Like, you don't see them on TV. Actually, like, no. When, Did what, you break into a rich guy's yeah, house? Or something? <laughs> he just has posters. No, it's when we're in New York, like. Last week or week and a half ago. Yeah. You on the Rich Person channel? Because one, no, it was like. <laughs> I thought was, they locked that. It was a stationary ad. I was blown away. I think because um, I got to leave in one minute. Yeah. Don't but worry. We got one, you. Uh, didn't see a single exotic while we were in New York for the last two weeks. Yeah. And then two, I think that's why. Because they're like, there's lots of money here, but no one's yeah. driving. Oh, shit. lots of like, rich people don't own cars they, in no, New York. Because yeah. I was talking to one guy in the Because you don't pay the parking separate. Well, so, and yeah. I was talking to one guy in the gym, and I was like, "Why don't like why doesn't anyone own exotics here?" He's like, "Why? They're a waste of money." <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, well, what, what, you well then it? I asked him. I'm like, "Well, what would you buy instead?" He's like, "I don't know, helicopter, boat." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> a serious dick swing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Fuck deep. your four hundred k dick swing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's a five million dollar. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like n- right. nice car. 
<laughs> Does it get over nice, the Hudson? Nice wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my jet? <laughs> yeah. Which one? 40,000 horsepower, baby. <laughs> yeah. Does it even fly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll. Uh, anyway. we'll it's good uh, should we r- wrap things up after Phil leaves or what? Yeah, well, let's left, let him leave on the yeah. show. Yeah. Shake my hand. Yeah. Goodbye. Give me my headphones back. Oh, yeah. How do we. <laughs> Shake my hand. Thanks for coming. We'll be in contact. See how cold I am? Yeah, what the hell? It's because you have no body fat. Jesus. See you, bud. Abs. Thank you. No body fat. Some cold. Donnie's on the way home or something there, Phil. Donnie's on the way home. Oh, I know. No, it's funny when you take off the headphones. Peace, bro. Make sure you close that door behind you, please. Finally, he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought the BMW one was brilliant, right? Because it goes back to how do you identify your your buyer, right? How Mm -hmm. do you reach them? Mm -hmm. And I mean, the other thing that was huge was, I mean, 37,000 prospects doing something like this where you do, I mean, you got to partner with them. So there's some capital outlay and there's some work on your part, but Mm -hmm. really. But I mean, really, what do you have to do? Go drive the I-8 to open house Shitty and let it job. sit there right like <laughs> yeah but i don't so. think it's the i8 that they put yeah. out there i bet you yeah, it was more well, like an x5 th- there is an uh, i8 in the, in the photo just to beat yeah the photo just, but, yeah. yeah but uh no what it either way whatever you're doing like it's not huge cost this is actually i have seen like vancouver five million dollar houses with fucking ferraris there's actually yeah. uh, i mean there's even there's guys there's guys in edmonton who are actually partnered with one of the bmw dealerships yeah. to do for like a luxury listing that did some sort of video oh thing interesting with it. yeah, yeah. Interesting. there's actually one realtor in edmonton who owns a lambo an older one but still pretty cool <laughs> but the I've picture never was met so, a, a uh, non-cool lambo so <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but uh i have the picture saved still i'll try and find it for you after but uh it, he literally it was you know like it was like a 400k house in the West End, not a bad home, but the main listing photo was the house with his yellow Lambo Bro. parked right in front in like the Hamptons or whatever. It was so funny, and it's you about. know who it is, and it it totally suits him too. It's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm definitely. like, well, that's one way to like market it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So you wanted us our, our opinions on something, or that was the article? on this one on on that one? Yeah. 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 yeah I think it's I think it's really that's good really marketing. smart. I yeah. think that's a good case study in marketing. I don't even. I literally typed in real estate, clicked the news tab, and this was just at the top. It kind of caught my eye. I'm like, oh, that's kind of smart. So, does I mean, I'm assuming Google filters by location somewhat. It'd be interesting yeah. if you changed your filter to like Vancouver, Montreal, or Toronto to mm-hmm. see what different articles come up, specifically because they did you know the market there a is much bigger, mm-hmm. and b much mm-hmm. much wider, and a, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Probably, I assume so. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess on uh, your end of things, though, what, like, what are you seeing, thinking, predicting for 2020? Hmm. We're going to see recovery. A lot of the, a lot of the banks have gotten really competitive, so we. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we uh, in, in the, a lot of the marketplaces. So the typically that suggests that everybody thinks there's going to be a recovery. Hmm. Nobody thinks that recovery is going to be quick. Hmm. But people do see some type of uh, of improvement and, and growth. The yeah, Henry's like trying to call you or something on here. Anyways, <laughs> the on. one I would say one of the the big things is that none of this like I, the days of hundred and fifty dollar barrel or hundred dollar barrel oil. I think that's that is 
that is gone. Probably behind us. Until, you know, WW3. Well, until and, Donald uh, Trump yeah, just yeah. starts World War III. And, uh, well, the world lease supplies runs out. But yeah. uh, that's probably our kids' problem, so I don't really yeah. care. Now, <laughs> now, with that being said, what was really interesting is that a lot of the technology improvements that have driven a lot of the oil sense innovations, a lot of the big producers are now getting to the point where they are competitive price-wise in pumping a barrel of oil with a lot of the cheap producers mm -hmm. in the Middle East really? and in uh, the United States. Yeah, they're starting to get to that $15 a barrel, $12 a barrel production cost. Due to technology improvements? Technology. Really? Wow. I, had, yeah. I didn't know that at all. That's actually so that's pretty big. It, it, it is really big because it, it essentially means that while there is still a price gap between Western Canadian Select and WTI and, and Brent, the ability for the producers to essentially maintain the same cost level a lot of the other uh, low-cost producers is, is still there. Obviously, you have outliers that mm -hmm. produce it for like two, three, four, or five bucks a barrel, but that's that's the most. But yeah, so that is really encouraging in itself too because a lot of these oil companies are now, while they're being forced essentially to grow and operate within their cash, within their cash flow, what I mean by that is because a lot of the banks have retreated from off, uh, debt offerings and uh, share and equity offerings, they're forced to essentially fund a lot of this through their own free cash flow. Yeah. That being said, they are being somewhat successful with it. So I, I would say what you're going to see going forward, you know, 2020, 2021, is regardless of whether price really spikes, uh, a lot of the companies that have survived this far are likely going to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are still here, you you probably have figured out what you need to do in order to survive or you've got a really good relationship with either your lender or some of your big investors who have decided to stick it out with you and, and inject some cash to, to ensure survivability. So there's there are some positives. There's a, a lot of tech that is starting to come into it. We had a, a speaker come to my one of my classes uh, talking about the tech that they have actually just bought into uh, and watching that tech blow up. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of excitement in the oil and gas industry on... Google's getting in. Well, on, on how tech can actually really? help them. Oh, yeah. wow. So I, I think that's a huge positive. I, I think, I mean, regardless of what do you think about oil, uh, oil is going to be here for a long time. It is in literally everything we use, and there's nothing at the moment we can do about that. But that being said, the I think the industry has finally understood that... Er, outside we'll say the big four or five players that they need to be involved in the conversation of, of climate change and climate warming uh, and that they understand that there are certain downsides to their business and they're working very hard to reduce a lot of that to A, make more money, mm -hmm. which is what everybody wants, right? Mm -hmm. Shareholder return. But B, as a, a side effect, it does it does help a lot of uh, social and, and environmental factors, and that's sort of what we, we've uh, I've seen both in work and uh, just doing a lot of stuff in school on the oil industry because that's just that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, I don't know. I have, we have a buddy that uh, worked in investment banking, oil and gas, and uh, yeah, he's pretty frustrated with the state of things right now. So. Yeah, a lot of the, I mean, uh, HSBC was a big one. And then I think there's one other that said they're just not going to lend to oil and gas. Uh, Goldman Sachs has stated they will not pursue any new 
underwriting or public or uh, product or service to I believe it was coal mm-hmm. uh, going forward. Now that being said, statement's a statement. Are you guys still lending or not? Yeah. Right. So that's I I think. Is that like a PR move? Well, I mean, it's a you could look at it as a PR move. You could look at greenwashing. You could look at it a lot of different ways, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're ABC Bank in Germany and you say we will not lend to, you know, oil and gas, and you have ABC Canada that's still lending to oil and gas, <laughs> you can technically say, well, ABC Germany is not lending to oil and gas. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, but this one is, and you own it, right? So <laughs> I'd be yeah. curious to see what mixes of the portfolios in, in some of it are. Mm-hmm. I mean, r- regardless of it, if you've got a committed term, which is a legal contract with a a borrower, right, in the oil and gas, yep. you, not like you can go up and go, bro, we're not lending oil and gas, you, you got to pay up. Yeah. Like, that, that's... Yeah, for sure. For that's sure. ridiculous, right? So, uh... Some moderate recovery, relatively flat market, probably, you're thinking, real estate-wise. Yeah, real estate, I think Edmonton is somewhat in a dangerous proposition. I think Calgary, uh, you know, as Phil was saying, I think Calgary lives and dies by oil. So yeah. they don't, there's not a really... So what do you mean by Edmonton's dangerous? So uh, I think Edmonton is dangerous because there's so much inventory. There's so much new inventory coming along. Yeah, projects are finishing. Projects are finishing. And then the city's idiotic desire to make Blatchford. Like I think we were talking about at one time, Blatchford, I think they said released something like if they did all of it, it would supply all the condo needs for the city over 70 years, right? Right. And you've got other developers going in, new buildings. So is Blatchford still even happening or... From what I understand, yes. Because it seems to come and go. I mean, they, I know they've pulled back and changed some aspects of the project. For but the people uh, that don't know, Blatchford is the development. The old uh, the city, city airport. Center airport. By, yeah. by Nate. So I, inherently the, not a bad idea to build there. But we we were in, we had a presentation uh, by one of the guys who runs the, the overall project. And he said mm-hmm. the idea is going to be end of 2020, you move in. Or end of. 2021 something like that right because i don't think they've broken much ground have they if at all uh i think they've broken ground actually no, i don't they, know they have but i i don't know how much yeah see i just i don't get it in there's what way? so much inventory yeah. already there's, just, there's so much there's too there's, much inventory there, nobody's buying it already oh the the inventory but i i don't know they do well if anything they know they, something I, don't. I think they would do okay because of their location, right? The upside is the location. The other yeah. upside is that I don't know what the pricing on a developer, as a developer, you'd have to buy it. But mm-hmm. from a, a return standpoint, because they won't let single-family homes be in there, but they will let townhomes, right? Yeah. What's it from, like the two I, I don't know. You I think know. it's higher. Like the all, the only stuff I've seen, but I haven't looked at this in a while, was like luxury townhomes, like 500K, like big, but... Uh, <laughs> but from a developer perspective, that is way more less ri- or way less risky than you going in and buying a tower and renovating it. So I think sure, but it's also idiotic. I think I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. But Time will tell. Yeah, these don't look like cheap townhomes. At no, all. they're not. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, most townhomes like I also had a friend, your fucking mouse pad is driving me nuts. But uh. <laughs> like, I had a friend that bought a house townhouse in a. I mean, not a great neighborhood, but not a terrible neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? 
and you paid almost 400000 Yeah. Right? So, you, I mean, you got to think, if these townhouses, you know, row housing is going up in, you know, decent neighborhoods for 380 400 420 right? Mm-hmm. You got Blatchford. It's a great location. What are you expecting to charge, right? Five, five fifty, six hundred, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Like, I mean, if you're, if your place, because you're in a skinny, right? Mm-hmm. If your place was a townhouse, it'd still probably be seven, well over seven hundred, anyways. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I'm not starting just, at four ninety nine. Yeah. See, I just don't know where the market is for that. To be frank, well, I, I, I don't, I don't know either, and that's why I say Edmonton, I think, is in a dangerous zone because I don't think there is a market for a, no. a, a lot of it. Right? No. I mean, you would know better than me, but what are the stats on houses over a million dollars selling? Like, how long are they sitting on market? We already Ooh, said that's a good question. I mean, over five hundred k is top fifteen percent already. Yeah. So. Y- yeah, yeah. I, I, me, I would be curious to actually know those numbers, but because uh, that's a market segment I'm not dealing with, so I just mm-hmm. don't. I'm not up to date at all. But uh, it, it, I would imagine fairly bad and then that kind of middle upper range because i mean if you think about it actually no these were saying no condo fees so that, that doesn't affect affordability calculations but that's also dumb but that's but then a different calculation i wonder how they get around that but yeah yeah uh you you just have it as uh it's just how the title is done there's no common property doesn't the first time home buyer thing doesn't kick in for anything over 500 yep uh yeah, the correct. incentive the incentive yes. correct yeah. correct the theoretical max is like 440 ish or something like that is my understanding they're gonna have to knock those down a lot well i don't oh, th- yeah. i think it's gonna be you're gonna get like 20 built a year 30 built a year kind of deal mm. i think is mm. what they'll probably take actually that's probably exactly maybe it, yeah so. maybe they'll have a sales center and you'll do customs or something yeah. but but uh, that would be my but the problem yeah. is going back where's the market for it mm-hmm. like yeah. i'm not gonna go buy yeah a five hundred and fifty thousand well, dollar townhouse. It w- there wouldn't be a mass migration either, right? Okay, so this it would goes, have to be a slow burn. This goes to skinnies too. Yeah, yeah. Is like the whole thing about skinnies well, is like got overbuilt, right? I'm so. going to go buy a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar skinny that's built to the quality of a four hundred thousand dollar home and no. call it a day. Well, I no. can't even afford a seven hundred thousand dollar skinny. Yeah, much yeah. less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think that the city loves them. They'll approve them without any question because it's a subdivision and yeah. you get. Whatever. Well, they get the twenty-five grand in fucking running the utilities to the other yep. lot, but so. you also get double the tax revenue. Oh, yeah. Well, not double, but like seventy percent and seventy percent. Yeah. So you get you, in, yeah fifty forty percent increase. But yeah. yes, either way, yeah, you have you have another roof to tax, is what it is, right? Yeah. So yeah, which I mean, is a positive. You're gonna buy an eight hundred thousand dollar house. It's gonna be built to a standard mm-hmm. for one, and then also, I mean. Okay, maybe it's a lifestyle thing of like not having a yard or something, but at the end of the day, I don't know. <laughs> to a degree, yes. I but, don't know. It's I think it'll be a micro it was an it was a lofty project, but it'll end up being a kind of a micro The bigger problem thing. is land value. Like this That's would work hundred percent if land it. value wasn't so expensive, right? Because part of the reason why these skinnies are going for six fifty, seven fifty, eight fifty, mm-hmm. nine hundred thousand dollars is because land is just ridiculously expensive for mm-hmm. them to buy, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the case in... That's even... The, the one best. could argue Canada as a whole, as we saw yeah. at the average price, right? But, so. I mean, like, we, we've talked about it before on the ones up from my parents' house, right, where, you know, it cost the dude, I think it was almost $700,000 to buy the two subdivided lots, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, if it's 700 so 300 
fifty thousand to buy a single lot, plus three hundred thousand, three hundred fifty thousand to build. You don't really got a lot of option. Like you're gonna have to sell that for eight fifty, nine hundred thousand minimum, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that point, what is that solving? Yeah. That house to sell on its own. Yeah, it's not really solving like density problems, no. right? So. Yeah. No, it's it's very interesting. It's a weird conundrum, me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What would what are your thoughts? You want then? to talk about a bubble, it's skinnies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what what would be your thoughts on then if you said any new build has to be a skinny? Sorry, what? So, so like, anything you need. It has to be a, a subdivision. Like, you can't build more in oh, Orchard like, yeah, or have to Chappelle. Increase a density yeah, like, if, yeah. if you buy build. a house and you want to knock it down, yeah. you're building two skinnies. It has to be a two It has to be a skinny. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that wouldn't solve the supply issue, right? No. No. And, I mean, to be honest with you, everything's overbuilt as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you're only literally increasing supply 2x. In a different way. Yeah, you know, instead of one, you get two. So you're well. I mean, more so. Are you or are you thinking like, is that going to have to push builders into infill? They can't build in new subdivisions. Oh, is that what you're saying? saying? Both. Yeah. Like if that would be a very extreme way to do it. That would be intriguing to see what happens. (laughs) I mean, I don't think. I don't they would never go for it, right? I know. No, No. the city would never go for it. No, I see. I see you're doing a thought experiment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that, like we were saying, though, Edmonton's that city where you do go to have a fucking yard. You know, yeah. like you have you have a yard for your kid and your dog to run around in. Yeah. Did you, did someone, did you say that once? Yeah. Or did, yeah, I did. was that an original thought? Yeah, Because I remember you saying that and yeah. I thought it was very insightful, mm. right? Yeah, so, it was. I, I think that is true about Edmonton to a, a large extent. So. Well, if you look at how the city has expanded, right? I mean, the big criticism Edmonton has is, is that it's just disjointed in a lot of ways, right? So if you think of Calgary, how Calgary expanded, right? They had a city and they built out, right? Edmonton mm-hmm. had Edmonton and then there was Strathcona and then there was Beverly. Yeah. And there was all these West other Jasper different... West Jasper Place and right? oh, yeah. so on and so forth. So yeah. if, if you think of it from a, a, a planning perspective, part of the argument you could make would be the reason the city has never had a good planning it you know, vision is because they never had to, because anytime they wanted to expand, they just said, Oh, this is ours. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be that inconceivable for the city to go to Strathcona or sorry, not Strathcona, uh, Sherwood park at some point and say, guess what? Yeah, I know. We're, right. al- we're already on Beaumont's door. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, a hundred percent. St. Albert, it's another. Yeah. Right. So give it 10 years and you'll be out to Fort Sask. Like that's, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the city wonders why they can't afford anything. But that's what, then they wonder why we can't service it. Yeah. And it's just because we keep moving. Well, if you out. think going back to the, the commute one. So I had a friend that lived south of 41st F Southwest. Mm-hmm. So it must have been on an acreage. Right? No, no. What? Single family home. Old? Nope. Brand new. Where? What? I want to say it was Chappelle. No, it's east of Chappelle. Chappelle's east of Chappelle? like thirty something southwest. I want to say. No, no, no. I mean that there. The only things south that would be still in the city south of Forty First Ave would like maybe be like the Blackhawk. No, it's, it's east of that. Hmm. It's I south of Ellerslie. South a- of El- Ellerslie. Ellerslie. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Anyways. So yeah. I was talking with him. I said, well, you work downtown. What is your commute? And he's, you know, is on a good day, it's about 45 to 50 minutes, right? So now we've got annex land all the way down to the airport. You're telling me people are going to pay 
to buy a house where they can on the other side yeah and i don't know an hour and a half almost mm-hmm. like that to me sounds ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah like you would have to make so much more money <laughs> yeah yeah right or the houses have to be so much more cheaper but that goes back to your your thing on the eight hundred thousand dollar house right yeah. so if i have the option to buy you know in the blatchford area let's say six hundred thousand dollar townhouse yeah or i have the option to have my own yard my own custom bed home mm-hmm. for nine hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to take. I don't want to be commuting. You know, commuting that much, but yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I'm gonna probably take the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it it it's kind of ridiculous. I think a lot of this works in markets like Vancouver and Toronto, where you know your average home, you know, in Edmonton is four hundred ish thousand, and mm-hmm. in Toronto is like 1.6 million or 1.4 million, something yeah. like that, yeah. right? That's a totally different ball game where you, you sit there and go, look, none of you are ever affording at home. Yeah. So either you live in, you know, North York, which is an hour and a half commute one way, mm-hmm. or you live in a condo, right? Mm-hmm. Versus here, there's not, there's not that such extreme option, No. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. which again goes back to the mentality, the generational thing. Right, where you you know you come here to have a single family home, white picket fence, you know, with all that. Yeah. But there's there's probably got to be an economic argument to say no. We want everyone in the, you know, the the core or the coreish areas, right? Yeah. Which I mean, theoretically, you can make because I've wondered about this. If the city would say to f- fix some of these problems, and go and say, we will not offer any more services to anything that is not outside the hand day that is not already built hmm. right there is actually an argument out there for uh getting developers to pay, to pay for, for stuff it, yeah. and th- it's not totally un, you know sound to some it might sound like the communist hordes knocking on your door but there's not like it's not totally out to lunch because builders take all the benefit of selling their homes making profit and then being moving to the next area they they don't really yeah. uh, but they've created stress on the city's infrastructure right so yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know i wouldn't totally there, disagree with that by any means there yeah, right? there is so. an argument we made there too right i mean if you look at and i think the city's done a, a reasonable job with forcing the developers to really increase the density right like ellerslie is way more dense than most areas in the city windermere is way more dense right Somerset mm-hmm. is way more dense but then people don't like that too they like, don't it, well i don't know the small yard thing i get it I don't know. It's such a weird mix, and I hate there to. Is it, a huge in mix, the yeah. biggest part about real estate too is it has. There's not a blanket solution, right? No. Like, it, it your preference and desires and needs and wants and goals comes into it as well, right? Yeah. So, well, even just the condo thing, like that's what Edmonton's for. Is like you're not going to raise a family in a condo, likely. You know, no. Like that's that's because you don't have to. No, right? Yeah. In New York. Oh yeah, but yeah, this right. Is, right. Yeah. Yeah. right. But that or goes back to Europe, yeah. there's not an right. extreme option, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But in New York, you're make, like both people are making 150k a year, and you're still living in a condo. So, yeah, like San Francisco, you're still living in yeah. a condo, right? It, it, but this this goes like this is actually the heart of the real estate discussion, is that real estate is literally like micro markets. Mm-hmm. So to make a blanket statement about a country and how we're going to see a 3.7 percent appreciation, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day. Well, and there's areas in Edmonton that are hot. There's areas in Edmonton that you can't sell anything, right? Like it's, yeah, exactly. it even goes like it's, it's micro. It's like the, it, to the neighborhood level, yep. maybe even to the street level. Yeah, well, yeah. 
right? Exactly. Right. I mean, so Vancouver it's is all, like that. It's all yeah. micro. So yeah, yeah. Well, on that cheery note, I think we should call it an episode, gentlemen. That was, that was a good. That was a good one. Hey. Good discussion. Real estate roundtable. Got some a little bit numero debate. uno. A little bit uno. of debate. Yeah. Got a little heated. We should call it a uh, we argue. I like that. <laughs> Spectacular. You got to come up with a better name for that one. <laughs> that was good. I thought it was pretty good. Real estate roundtable dash we argue. Yeah. With like nice. we. So you got to make it. Argue. Yeah. We. Yeah. It's stylized. We, okay, okay, stylized. Okay, okay. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming out, Andrew. Thanks. And for thanks, me Phil, wherever you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, Phil. That was a long bathroom break, man. Anyways. <laughs> Alrighty, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully people found this interesting, and we'll uh, maybe do this uh, uh, sometime again eventually. Once a year, probably once a year or every six <laughs> months, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, check <laughs> in with each other, see how wrong we were. Everybody wear collared shirts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 that worked out well. Yeah. <laughs>